Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from a satanic basement discussing the 2015 found footage horror film, Hell House LLC. This film was written and directed by Stephen Cognetti. Hell House LLC elevates the format of a found footage film by supplying motivation for the footage. With a compelling backstory and a mysterious twist, Hell House LLC created a story rich enough to spawn a trilogy. Hell House LLC is by far our most requested film yet. It was recommended to us on YouTube by friend of the show Gina in a Bottle. Then, when asked which films we should cover in October, it was overwhelmingly suggested to us by our Patreon family. It then went on to win the October Patreon poll. Special shout-outs to Kent Morton, Claire Sutton, Sophie Hodson, Jordan Nash, and Sydney Carr for insisting on this one. If you'd like to help us decide on an episode, join us over on patreon.com slash thepodmortem. So, what did you guys think about Hell House LLC the first time you saw it? I had never heard of this movie or like seen it or anything before it was requested on the Patreon. Really? Um, and I don't know how I never heard of it or we never heard of it any of or me because this movie is really good. Like I really, really enjoyed this movie for what it is. And I don't want to say it's a fresh take on the idea but i feel like it's not done right sometimes but this movie did it right like the satanic aspect of it Uh like it can be done bad and cheesy or like i feel like this movie did it good or it introduces it good Mm -hmm. in the way they do it and i really really like the movie i think that the way that they handle the horror is probably i know a lot of found footage relies a lot on jump scares. Right, right. And I don't know that there really are any jump scares in this no. movie. No. Like yeah. it, not really. It feels like they're really trying to build like legitimate unsettling Oh yeah. yeah. like yeah. horror. I know the first time I watched it I think was with Nay. Yeah. We used to have our Tuesdays where we would hang out, mm-hmm. we'd have breakfast, watch a couple horror films, mm-hmm. lunch and then we'd part company. But I do remember watching this and I think Hell House 2, Hell House LLC 2. Yes. I know I got to get the whole business name out there. (laughs) For that reason, this one will always be like a little special to me Mm -hmm. because it reminds me of that time. But I mean, it's neat. I think that it's fine. It's fun. I like how high his voice got when he said neat. That's when you know he really (laughs) loves the movie. Look, I... I, It was neat. I I don't like... I don't not like this movie. I like this movie. Uh But I do... I've got some nitpicks. You? Yeah, I know. Of all all people. (laughs) There's there's a couple worries. But I mean, any film is going to have some worries. Right, right. There's very few perfect, you know. Yeah. I really like this mm-hmm. movie. Um, we did watch it that. And I feel like we were just scrolling through Shudder and we saw it. I, I had never heard of it before we watched it that day. I hadn't either. But I think at that time there had already been a sequel or two. Yeah. So it's like they've, they're well, building was, a it, fucking franchise to be, underneath had, our noses. It had to be 2019 or early pre-pandemic 2020 uh-huh. when we watched it. If And if it was right before, I wouldn't remember this movie That's at what all. I'm saying. I did not. I didn't remember any of it. I remembered that I walked away feeling like mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh-huh. But watching it for the show was like watching it again for the first time. Right. But a point to what you said about, you know, setting this uh, 
stage of being unsettling. I feel mm-hmm. like they're successful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I appreciate those moments where it's like, was that just like, yeah, where it's not, blah, it's not just in your face. <laughs> it's like the, these weird, like subtle things happening in the background for a while. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of yeah. more than like the whole Satan thing. Uh-huh. I, but I, I agree. Uh, I agree I'm, with that. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. And like I, like I realized on our episode when we did Haunt, mm-hmm. a haunted house is just so fucking, it's fertile ground for a good horror film. And I think that the setting has such a big part of why this film is successful. Yeah. Like everything, you're going around every corner and there's shit there. Yeah. And so it's already like built in to scare you. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, actually, we've we've got some more seasoning on that. (laughs) Like, oh my God. (laughs) And I speak for myself. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like as far as haunted house movies go, this does it better than haunt. Even though they're two different movies, I like this a little better than Haunt. I don't know. I'm a Haunt little... was good. It was good to watch and kind of like, oh shit, what? Uh-huh. But I feel like as far as it being like the haunted house goes, I would prefer to watch this movie. I feel like it's handled in two super different ways. It is. I no, like this is. one more because I just watched it. <laughs> but I, I will say that. What is that? I, is that recency bias yeah. or something? I will say that I retroactively, I think I scored Haunt too low when we covered it. I think mm. I did too because I, I love the slasher element yes. in Haunt. I think what works and what's weird for this is that this was originally the first draft that was written. It was going to be like a narrative film. All right. It wasn't mm. until later that he decided to do the found footage aspect. Okay, okay. And I think that's honestly what makes it successful. Right. I don't know how this would have worked if like we're literally there with them yeah. doing this shit. I'm like, <laughs> I, it might not go yeah. over as well. No, I totally agree that this needed to be a found footage film. And I have a, a kind of a complicated relationship with found footage movies mm-hmm. because... Yeah. On one hand, I love them so much. Right. And on the other hand, when I'm about to watch one, I'm like, this could be complete garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like this marriage of there's so much potential here and this could be fucking right. stupid. But this really nails it for me. I can't imagine it being just like a no. regular film. Yeah, no. I, th- I think the reason that it's so it's such a mixed bag is because they're so easy to make. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we made a found footage well, film. Well, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> We were haunted or something. I can't yeah. remember. And of course, because it's a found footage film, we have a shot of Nay being dragged away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny about that is the only thing I remember about filming that, because it was me, you, and our friend Amber, when uh-huh. we were like... I don't know. I'd be like 17. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this film is lost to time. It is, like, unfortunately. There's, it's never no, going to be released. No, fortunately. I'm glad that yeah. it's lost to time. I hope nobody has it. All I remember is the very last scene we filmed in the bathroom, and I was in, <laughs> in front of the little, you know, trash can in the bathroom, and the can says trash on it. It was the lime green can mm-hmm. that said the word trash on it. Well, I get dragged away by the demon or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So you see me like, whoop, like my yeah. legs leave. <laughs> and then the camera zooms in on the word trash. <laughs> <laughs> Which was accurate. Which was our first and only an accurate <laughs> review. <laughs> now, before we slap a clown mask on this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast. And in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's open the doors. 
So the film opens from the view of inside a moving car with trees going by. We quickly get a title card that reads, what you are about to see is a documentary on the mysterious events that surround the 2009 Halloween haunted house tour tragedy. And I'm like, go on. Well, shit. Through the view of the camera, we get out of the car and follow Diane Graves, played by Alice Balky, walking up to a hotel with boarded up windows. We quickly cut to an interview where Martin Cliver, played by Jeb Krieger, is being asked what happened at the Abaddon Hotel that night. His response is to shrug and simply say that he doesn't know. We cut to Miranda Kelly, played by Miranda Robbins, reacting to the same question, but she also says she has no idea. Well, she was like, do you want me to tell you what happened that night? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay, then cool. Why, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? It's like, oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Oh, well, I've got nothing. I've got no idea. <laughs> then why are you being interviewed? Yeah. <laughs> Back at the hotel, Diane ignores the sign on the door that reads private property, no trespassing, and tries to get inside. But the doors and windows are locked up tight. She looks down on the ground to see a dirty and discarded sign that reads Hell House. We cut to news footage announcing tragedy at a haunted house in Abaddon before an interview of Robert Lyons, played by Theodore Belukas, says that Hell House was a tragedy on multiple levels. The news report tells us that the opening night of the haunted house resulted in multiple deaths. Robert Lyons says that the victims paid to be scared in a controlled environment, but all they got was chaos. We get a card that reads, on October 8th, 2009, a Halloween haunted house opened its doors in Abaddon, New York, a small town just outside New York City in Rockland County. So I do have a couple of things here. First of all, mm-hmm. that name we'll talk about later. What name? Abaddon. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, think, <laughs> I think it's a little on the nose, man. But <laughs> um, my thing is that I did read that. You said Rockland County? Yes. Mm-hmm. Stephen Cognetti, I guess, whenever he was going to make this film, right. his cousin was going to finance it, but he was like, you should make a haunted house film, man, mm. but never gave any kind of indication of what that meant, <laughs> Yeah. whether it's like, you should make The Conjuring, man, yeah. or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So he finds this house in Rockland, New York, or Rockland County right. that kind of inspires this idea. But that's not where this is filmed. This is actually filmed in Pennsylvania hmm. in an actual haunted house attraction. That's cool. Right. And the woman who runs that attraction, Angie Moyer, is credited as production designer for this film. Well, she, as she should she, be. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because they have this featurette where they do a walkthrough of the house. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that's kind of helping to show where the scares are going to go right. for the film. That's really cool. Because they don't know the house. Yeah. She knows yeah. the house. It's her fucking, uh, you know, house. attraction. Yeah. yeah. Should have just said house again. I do want to say that I, just from the title alone, I would have never guessed this was a found footage movie. Right. I don't know why it does. It just doesn't sound like it would be something that's found footage. It's interesting to me that they added the LLC part because yeah. I probably just would have called it Hell House. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's. I want to say there's a book by Richard Matheson called Hell House. Okay. All right. And so I think he, in an interview, had said that that was one of his favorite books, and he's like, "Well, it's probably Alex's favorite book too." Talking about the sure, yeah. Yeah. character. But uh, yeah, they probably should have just He's called like, it Hell House. No, this is a business. Yeah. Yes, that's what's so important about this. <laughs> but the news report comments that they don't know if anyone from the company made it out alive. We see footage of survivors breathing through oxygen masks and getting their wounds treated. Witnesses confess to the news cameras that they don't know what's going on. I feel like this is just a theme of like, yeah. we don't know. Just confusion. And mm-hmm. 
all fairness, they did pay to be scared. So yeah, okay, yeah. no refunds. Yeah. yeah, stop it. Yeah, mission accomplished. Right? Well, they <laughs> got, were all scared. You got yeah. more than uh, your money's worth. Mm-hmm. You should be paying us double. <laughs> Back at the hotel, Thunder cracks as Diane finds an open door and lets herself in. We follow her into complete darkness. Robert Lyons tells us that when people ask him what happened at the hotel, he tells them to watch the video. They should be able to tell him what happened. Did you watch the video? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he was too scared to watch it. I feel like, right. He's like, oh, you watch yeah. it. You so tell you me what happened. watch it. We get a card that reads, a video shot by a tour goer was uploaded to YouTube. I appreciate this aspect because mm-hmm. like that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. I'm not that person, but John Paul is definitely that person where if anything starts looking like it's about to pop off, his phone is out and he's recording. I mean, I think it's a good tactic. Right. Yeah. I mean, you ever see those traffic videos from Russia? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now that's scary. But, <laughs> but we cut to the aforementioned footage showing the Hell House sign up on the side of the hotel. We see a giant crowd with the woman lamenting that it's a long wait. We get a card that reads, it captured the scene inside as the chaos broke out. I do want to point out very quickly, I love their technical differences mm-hmm. between the, footage. the documentary, yeah. the news footage, oh, yeah. and the phone footage. A lot of films, they'll like shoot the news footage with the same camera that yeah. they're using. It's like nobody shoots their fucking news in IMAX. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But I like that they, even on this low budget film, yeah. they're like, there's a difference. Yeah. But the footage shows the crowd getting super excited as it's finally their turn to go inside. They go in the haunted house, getting spooked almost immediately. It's set up with actors, lighting, props, sound effects. It looks like a pretty fucking cool haunted house. I was going to say, it didn't look too bad. No, No, it didn't. I'd go there. We go through it on the footage as they go further into the hotel. A clown runs toward them at one point, but instead of scaring them, they push past (laughs) and just fucking keep running. I was like, instead of scaring them, he's scared. Yes. (laughs) The woman in the group is confused, but they keep going forward. I would think that this was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That they're acting like they're scared, which is scary. Like who, even the clowns are. (laughs) (laughs) What's over there? But then a woman pushes past them and flees out the side exit door. They go through a bar area where an actor's playing a dead bartender yelling at them as they go down a short flight of stairs. He's like, all right, all right, (laughs) all right. (laughs) I did want to point out that when they see whoever running off Mm -hmm. up the stairs, the lady goes, was that supposed to happen? Yeah. Yeah. A little clunky. Because it it could be another patron that like things got too spicy for the pepper. She pissed her shit and then ran away. (laughs) That's what I thought. You know, I was like, I was like, so is that uh, I'm too scared exit? Yeah. So I I had to rewind it because even I thought when the clown ran by that he might have said something. Mm -hmm. Um, No, but he he did. Yeah, he just got out. (laughs) He didn't even say, excuse me. But rewinding it and seeing her run by, I probably, I'm not going to lie, I'd probably be like, was that is something wrong? Is that you know? real? Or? Yeah. Me personally, if I got too scared in a haunted house, I would just go back the way I came. Right. I don't think I would go like deeper, a random ass exit yeah, door. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think that that was a person. I think it was a ghost. Knowing <laughs> me. Yes. I would think it was yeah. a ghost, but Failing that, I would think it was somebody that worked there that was like, oh, shit, we didn't turn this on. Or, right, right. Because it just, it just opened. Right. Like, this is like the first run. It's like uh, Suicide Night at the Carnival. Exactly. Right. Where you're like, look, we're still I working out the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you die, you die. That's just what... You knew what it was. Yeah. I do like that everything makes sense eventually. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things that can happen is when something seems like a throwaway moment or mm-hmm. even seems kind of weird. Right. And then later you're like, oh, yeah. I, I am a sucker for that. But once they reach the bottom of the stairs, people in the basement are screaming at them to go back up and blocking the way from them going any further. This would scare the shit out oh, of me. Oh, yeah. Something is going on now. Yeah. And to, to me, this, I felt claustrophobic. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. I went to a concert one time. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the only like concert concert I've ever been to, like where people are standing and like dancing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I went to see AFI and it was a lot of people and I'm pretty short. Mm-hmm. And so like the opening act came out and played or whatever. But when AFI came out, everybody fucking yeah. started freaking out. And I got pushed into the person in front of me and their ass was like in my stomach. And it like, like <laughs> pushed, the, yeah, pushed the air out of me. Yeah. And I was like, I can see how you can get like yeah. trampled. Like, oh, absolutely. So shit like that, even watching it in movies now, I'm like, that is scarier. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is so scary. And they're like, go back up. And people are like, no, man, I want to see what's in the basement. Yeah. What's it's so like, scary, God, man? Go fucking <laughs> yeah. back up, dude. I feel like being in the... And they put you right in the middle of it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is even worse. And so... I don't know how people would react in that situation if mm. they would be if they would continue to push. Right. If they would I feel actually like back up. There's gonna be those people who think that this is part of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And oh, we're supposed to be so scared to go into the basement. They're trying yeah. to get out. Let's see what's down there. There's gonna be those idiots that are gonna keep fucking pushing. Yeah. And people are gonna get stuck in that. Mm. That is like That's a fear. horrifying. No, yes. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, Danny DeVito's height and uh, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but they finally listen and run back up the stairs and we see complete chaos. The crew is out trying to lead them away instead of like being stashed to the side or whatever. They're mm-hmm. like yeah, trying yeah. to help. There are distorted sounds. Everyone's screaming. Shelves are knocked over. They retrace their steps, screaming and running back to the entrance and are finally outside the hotel. I was surprised that they made it yeah. out. I was too. I expected it to the the footage to end. Maybe it was a YouTube live. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube live. I mean, I don't know. You know what? Honestly, that's 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 something that'll come up as a problem for me later on. When does this footage change hands? But we'll yeah. we'll talk. Well, <laughs> we'll talk. All right. All right. As they run outside, ambulances and fire trucks pull up. Again, I was surprised. Yeah, the response time was stupid. Well, and stuff like this, you know, the police never show up. Yeah. You know, but it's like, no, we made it out and there's help here. Mm -hmm. And we were in there for fucking 30 seconds. (laughs) Dude, so I think someone got scared immediately and they're like, hello, please. Yeah, somebody come help. Because that was way too quick. Yeah, they were already out there. The footage ends and we cut back to the news footage of bodies being taken on gurneys out of the hotel. Miranda says that the YouTube video was bad enough, but when the 911 call leaked, I guess that's your <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, excuse absolutely me, not. a clown <laughs> jumped out at me. I <laughs> was not prepared. Anyway, the 911 call confused people even more. We get a card that reads 911 call from the Abaddon Hotel the night of the incident. A woman sobbing asks for police and we hear screaming in the background. She sobs as she says something about going into a wall. Mm -hmm. That's already too much for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the dispatcher. I'm like, oh, honey, I'm not sending anybody. Not not on my shift. (laughs) Just hang up. I'm not responsible for that. Oh, no. Now, 
I do want to point out that there are only what I can describe as, and it should have been in parentheses, but straight demon noises yeah. 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 in the background. No, shit was popping. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just people screaming. No, no, you could hear it. Yeah. It people screaming slash demon. Slash a <laughs> fucking straight demon noise. But she begs that she doesn't want to die. The news footage states that the cause of death is being blamed on a severe malfunction, but authorities aren't saying what malfunctioned. Well, you see on the Chiron, on the lower third, it says there are injuries Mm -hmm. and fatalities. Yeah. So it's not like they're keeping things super under wraps. No, they're like, oh, no, people died. (laughs) (laughs) Some people aren't going home tonight. Like, they are sharing that. So I I was surprised with what what comes later. That's what's so, like... Stop doing that. Like yeah. only giving half the story just makes people dig and come yeah. up with crazy, crazy right, right. shit. Well, the problem with that is 24 hour news. Yeah. yeah. No, we got to report have to something. Say something. Yeah. We don't know what, we don't know where, but something has happened. And then right now, <laughs> yeah. 18 hours later, maybe we'll have some clarification on that, <laughs> but we'll talk about it we'll all. Until retraction. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Lyons says the only evidence they have is the footage that got uploaded to YouTube. The 911 call didn't tell them anything. He says that Martin Cliver, the photographer that they were interviewing earlier, got in the hotel and took pictures. He posted them on the Internet. And of course, it raised more questions. Yeah. I just want to point out that Robert Lyons is a fucking character. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just speaks so slightly. He's like, but Cliver, yeah. it's like, this dude is the shit. He's giving us the tea. Yeah. Why isn't he narrating that? <laughs> So we cut back to Martin, who says the hardest part was how hush-hush everything was. Gag orders were put on everyone, and not even the victims' families knew what had happened. That would raise my attention so much. It's like, why can't anyone yes. say anything? Yeah. And that is never really explained. Yeah. I found that kind of odd. Like, why would the town be so... Yeah. You know? Against it. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I mean, they kind of go into it kind of a little bit more in the second one. Right. But okay. that's not what we're talking about today. Right. No. I mean, see, I don't want to say it yet, but I was yeah. like, when your town's named after us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll get there. <laughs> Since he couldn't get anywhere asking questions, he went to the hotel himself. He found a window to climb in and went and took his photos. Mm-hmm. Braver than me. Yeah, oh, man. yeah. Couldn't be me. That's also a thing that I read in an interview. It was either... Readers Digested or mm-hmm. Geeks of Doom. I read a few interviews with Cognetti. Mm-hmm. But he had said that part of what inspired this film mm-hmm. was his love of photography of abandoned places. Ah, all right. And so this is basically it. Right. Yeah. What he's doing. Um, When y'all hear the name Cognetti, does anyone else think of Max Payne? Of course yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get that out of the way because that's all I'm thinking about. That's the first place I ever heard that name. (laughs) But we see the photos now. Blood smeared on the walls, a dried puddle of blood on the floor, trails of blood on the ground. Mm -hmm. When asked what the drag marks mean to him, Martin says that it's proof that the story everyone was given about a gas leak was bullshit, but everybody already knew that. I was like, when were we given a story about a gas leak? Well, he had said that it was a malfunction, malfunction. but then they didn't say what the malfunction was. Let me, in defense of the gas leak, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say that the blood could have been from a trampling. It could have been fake blood because it's a goddamn haunted house. Yeah, I I didn't think about the fake blood part. But but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) my thing is like, this dude's supposed to be a journalist and he's like, no, there's corpses. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you find out first, dude? Um, We know people died. Yeah, and I mean, the 
the conditions were perfect for trampling. Yes. That's the point I was trying to make earlier. Precisely. We get a couple more shots that correspond with the YouTube footage, and Martin says that he found the basement door completely blown off its hinges. I'm sorry, which what? Just, <laughs> <which is> troubling. <laughs> he says that he stood in the doorway at the top of the stairs and snapped some pictures from there. Out of all the scary places he's been in his career, he was absolutely not going down those stairs. Which, so he has some common sense. Yes, yeah. I'm not even mad at I you. I can respect that. It's enough that he's here. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. We see the pictures in question angled down the flight of stairs with bloody handprints on the wall and on the steps. So that comes up later. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about it then. But right now, again, that's not enough to yeah, that's trampling go against evidence. the story right. that's yeah. already been told. Not that, you know, we all dive into some conspiracy theories every now and then. But as of right now, nothing really out of the ordinary from what we've been told. Yeah, but they never copped to any trampling or any any injuries like that. Like, what was their story? There was a gas leak and everybody just went to sleep. Like, what was the story? There was a mass hallucination. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't don't understand what the cover up was. But but I feel like if there was a trampling, there'd be a little more blood than just like the two or three areas. Yeah, little smears or I mean, that's true. None of it adds up. No. So I would see this and be like, yeah, I mean, we saw in the YouTube footage, it was crowded. I w- I'd be like, man, there's some fucking shit went yeah. down in there. Yeah. I'd, I'd be lapping it up is what I'm well, saying. Well, of course yeah. we would. He but... took those photos for people like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do want to know more, but I feel like he's jumping to conclusions. Yeah. He's on that mat from Office Space. <laughs> <laughs> we get a card that reads, Sarah Havel, a member of Hell House, reached out to documentarian Diane Graves and agreed to do an interview at a hotel near Abaddon. She has not been heard from since the tragedy. Hmm. I believe it's this one, and this is just me being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an extra space in one of these uh, oh my text God. things. As a copy editor, I was like, oh. An extra yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. Just one. And then, yeah. So I took it down three points from no, my get- score. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I... I just noticed it and I, uh, you know, I had to say something. You had to say something. I couldn't, I gotta be me. It's like that song, I gotta be me. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to that interview where Sarah Havel, played by Ryan Jennifer Jones, states that she's been with Hell House since 2002. When asked where she's been since the night of the tragedy, Sarah says she's been staying with family. And as far as how she's been coping, she's in a much better place now. Interesting. Interesting. Off camera, Diane insists that they get right to it because the attempt to keep everything quiet has made people jump to their own conclusions on that mat from Office Space. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But Sarah says that if people knew what really happened, it would have been harder for them to deal with. Diane says that's the real question. What really did happen? She asked Sarah to take us back to the beginning and go from there. Diane has this line that made me laugh out loud about, she's like, you know, basically everybody is seeing this as something weird. Mm-hmm. She goes, conspiracy theorists and normal people alike. <laughs> <laughs> and that just killed me. I don't know the why. The shade. Yeah. But Sarah reaches on the ground and produces a bag. She places it on the table, saying that this is everything that went on in the house. Everything was caught on tape. She said she got to the tapes before the police. And when Diane asked why she didn't give them to the cops anyway, Sarah's like, you'll see. Yeah. To be like, I'm, I'm going to go to the store. <laughs> And wouldn't you be, I would wonder how she got to them before the police did. Yeah, right. well, she worked there. I mean, I I would just probably be so happy to finally be getting some answers. I'm like, you don't look a gift horse in the yeah. mouth. That's fair. Well, 
Sometimes you got to inspect the teeth. No. (laughs) (laughs) An assistant takes the tapes away and Sarah admits that she hasn't watched them, but she knows that Hell House is on them. He comes by quick. Oh, yeah. I'll take those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do want to say that Diane's not a great interviewer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's asking a lot of yes or no questions. She's lucky that Sarah has a lot to say. Well, Sarah's traumatized. Yeah. She's probably didn't want to be like, now, what the fuck? (laughs) She did say, like, tell us from the beginning. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great work. (laughs) (laughs) So now we get into the footage. We get a card that reads the Hell House footage, August 23rd to October 8th, 2009. It starts on August 23rd, 46 days before opening night. Sarah sits in a van playing a movie guessing game with Paul O'Keefe, played by Gore Adams, playing badly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think she's ever seen a film in her life. (laughs) Paul holds the camera. Also present are Andrew McNamara, known as Mac, played by Adam Schneider, Alex Taylor, played by Danny Bellini, and Tony Prescott, played by Jared Hacker. After Mac and Alex begin to argue about navigation... We cut to the car pulled over on the side of the road and Mac and Alex full on arguing on the side. They're not even trying to hide it. No. I do. It is a thing that annoys me a little bit in movies, but we learn everyone's name in the span of two seconds. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Alex has got it. And he's like, I got it, Paul. And then then she's like, Mac and Alex are fighting now. I'm like, what? That one's Mac and that one's Alex. Why do you even wear name tags? (laughs) As the person who had to make the script, I was very grateful. No, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that one's Mac. As a viewer, I was like, my name's Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to meet all of you. Mm -hmm. But Sarah calls out to them that she's hungry and they stop fighting and get back in the car. They finally come up to the Hotel Abaddon. Paul remarks that it's a shithole and he loves it. So again, this is that real haunted house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did get the name of it. It's called the Waldorf Estate of Fear. I am here for it. And uh, yeah, I heard it uh, very much is very proud of this film series. Mm -hmm. And like they even kept some of the things in the film at the haunted house. Uh, That's so cool. (laughs) So it's, this is another uh, bucket list situation for sure. So I, uh, he makes a joke to her in the car when they're fighting. He's like, is he like that in the sack? Yeah. Yeah. So I take it that they're very friendly. They're all like they're, they've known each other for a while. We can kind of tell. They kind of give detail on that later, but you, you get those vibes right away. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, she just looks at him like, oh, that's Paul, Paul, which it is Paul. Paul's fucking disgusting. we'll (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. But that's how they have to establish that Sarah and Alex are dating. Yeah. We got to know everything yeah. right now. Couldn't he have just put his arm around her once they got to the Nuh-uh. spot? Okay. No. All right. Paul, Paul has to be like, y'all fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. And what's it like? <laughs> Is it like that? Yeah. But after playing with some discarded junk on the side of the hotel, the group goes over to it. They head inside and realize just how bad of shape the place is in. It almost looks like a haunted house already, completely abandoned, dirty, and with thick spider webs hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, we're keeping those. Yeah. Yeah. Save us on our (laughs) cobweb budget. (laughs) It does look very creepy, though. It does. It does. And and I'm not going to lie, I would like to kind of peek inside and like... Mm -hmm. Step around. I don't know how far. Not very far. Not very far. The doorway. Yeah. I'd like to take a look inside. (laughs) Sarah messes with the filthy old piano as they try to figure out how to get the electricity on and they delegate that responsibility to Tony. 
An old piano is never a good sign. Never. Don't play with it. Yeah. No. As above, so below, anyone? That's exactly yeah. what I thought of. I also thought maybe a secret door would open if she played Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> 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 That's the thing. If you're going to fuck with an abandoned old piano, play Moonlight Sonata. That's on the it. only thing you're allowed to play. There might be an herb in there. <laughs> <laughs> Paul and Alex are sure that they can get the place ready by Halloween. Sarah looks skeptical, and Mac looks positive that they won't. Well, they're 46 days out. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a lot. Yeah, but if he's that skeptical, it makes me wonder how long it traditionally takes them to set up haunts because mm-hmm. this isn't their first one. True. And you did say that at the beginning, whenever they're driving, he's like, look at this way into the haunted house. It's way yeah. better yeah. than the city. Which is where they uh, presumably normally do it. Yeah. Right. And honestly, it is way better than the city if you're looking at like trying to prime people for fear. Like submerge yourself. Yeah. And immerse. I always submerge. say submerge. You fucking drown in the fear. <laughs> <laughs> I just I and they mean drown the tour goers. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're in New York City and you got to pass that fucking like naked cowboy playing the that motherfucker, you guys know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to a haunted house, you're not very scared. Yeah. You're more. I'm scared disgusted. of that guy. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, here there's trees. No, right there there are trees. They check out the bar and the racks of wine bottles. They go into the dining room to find broken glass and every table overturned. Alex finds a broken plate on the ground and remarks that the woman on it looks like Sarah. And again, it's clear that they're boyfriend and yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he said, like, didn't he say it could be your grandmother? Yeah. yeah. When he said that, I was like, is that the ending? Is yeah, that the- that's yeah. exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. We read in too much. <laughs> You've always been the caretaker. Exactly. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> when he proposes that they sleep here tonight, Sarah shuts that shit down fast. Man. It, like I said, it looks cool, but no. No, you got no. me. How no can way. you sleep? Yeah. I, there's no fucking way. There's first, no way. First of all, if there's this abandoned motel, yeah. there's got to be a real motel yeah, somewhere no that we can stay at where a rat's not going to run across my belly. Not yeah. belly. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's got to be mold in this place, right? Oh, yeah. It has to oh, stink. Yeah. It has yeah. to be musty and fucking like smell like roaches and fucking yeah. dust. Yeah, no. no, man. No, thanks. Mm-mm. But they go up into the attic, which is already creepy, and they find chains hanging down from the ceiling. Another reason not to stay. <laughs> yeah. This is, where, is this, yeah. this is where Frank was like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus wept. <laughs> Same house. Exactly. Same house. Yeah. If you find a box, just go. <laughs> just yeah. Get the fuck. Don't fuck try it. to solve it. Like, don't even touch it because it's really easy yeah. to solve Anthony Jerome yeah. he's <laughs> like I just have to breathe on he's it he's so right you just you literally press a button in the center and they're like we came it's like, like oh shit yeah. <laughs> thought it was like a Rubik's Cube <laughs> but Tony's radio starts squealing with static and when he turns it down and back up again Alex yells at them to get down to the basement Paul lowers his camera as they make their way to the stairs passing a bedroom the footage rewinds and slows down to show a cloaked figure standing in the corner of the room and we freeze on it. It was a little blurry. Uh-huh. I thought maybe it was like the ghost of the armoire or whatever it is. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, is that a figure of somebody right. or is that like a covered cabinet or something? That's I was like, true. what the fuck? I like that the documentary was like, did y'all see yeah. that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got to be honest. 
Not a fan of the instant, instant replay. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I like I like a blink and you miss it. Right. Thing. I don't like a, just in case you weren't paying attention. Yeah. But well, I mean, I get it in the context of somebody made this into a documentary and they're trying to point out all the creepy shit. Right. It's not Mike Flanagan. Like, no. let's hide a ghost over here. Yeah. Like, it, that's now, not what they're doing. Now, that makes perfect sense right now. Right. Okay. But <laughs> later on, I'm like. Who was doing that? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. All right. But the footage comes back up on the group in the basement. Alex sets the scene. The tour guide is going to bring the group down the stairs. They're going to have a woman chained up to the wall screaming. They'll have a bunch of clowns lined up on the opposite wall. Down a hallway, there's a storm door, and that's where the group will exit. Mm-hmm. I got two things real quick. No, no. Yeah. First, no, they're not bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm always assumed to be <laughs> thinking terrible things, but... Whenever they're coming down the stairs, he says to Paul, he's like, watch your step there, Fellini. That is a reference to Federico Fellini, the Italian film director. I thought it was going to be foreshadowing because Fellini died on Halloween. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, is that going to, you know what I mean? We'll talk later about why it's not. But (laughs) (laughs) the other thing is that whenever he's talking about their setup or whatever, Uh he's talking about the clowns and he's like, maybe we'll get them to move. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And at this point, have they already started the whole "is she going to be topless" thing with Paul? I think this is when he starts yeah. it. I Paul's first, disgusting. He is. Well, Alex kind of feeds into it a little bit. He's he like, fe- "And she'll be topless for you." Yeah. No, I'm just fucking. Yeah, with yeah. he feeds into it, and then he's like, "No, you fucking yeah. pervert." And then he shames him for it. The second Paul agrees, he's like, "You piece of shit!" Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> They remember a worse situation that they were in in Queens. Alex stating that they can make this happen. But Tony, for whatever reason, is like, we're not supposed to talk about Queens. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I don't know. Sue falls all over. (laughs) (laughs) They fucking murk a guy in Queens. (laughs) Maybe they did. I want to know. Do you want to talk about the setting of this basement? I think it's very important. Yeah. There's what pentagrams all over the wall. Upside down crosses. Yeah. Uh, there's Bibles thrown all over the floor. Like, this is fucking terrifying. Yeah, there's obviously some occult shit that's been happening in this basement. Um, So this is a problem for me, but like me, not like, and for the movie. Uh Um, This is the only red flag I need. We're oh. not staying oh, here. Oh, yeah. There, it, I don't care how much money you put in or whatever. What we was, can use what the was backyard. Like, yeah. what, w- and honestly, so far, the only money that we know they put in is maybe the snacks for the road trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they had to... I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. For all we know, they're Martin Clivering it and just fucking breaking in and yeah. setting up a haunt. They could be, as far as we know. But he mentions to Tony about the walkie-talkies making weird noises. Sarah and Paul find a stack of creepy old books and there are those Bibles that Mm -hmm. you were talking about. That would scare me. Yeah. But Sarah is unnerved and Alex is like, it's a hotel. There's Bibles in every room. Okay, why are they all down here? Yeah, That's Gideon's Bible. That's different. (laughs) (laughs) It's not in a drawer. Yeah. They establish that the hotel has been closed down for 30 years. When Sarah asks why, Alex is like, the pipes burst and there was a lawsuit. Like, yeah. What? That sounds like a lie. That sounds like a big yeah. lie. And the timeline's wrong. It's not been 30 years. We learn later. Alex Alex, just be talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he puts it all into perspective. They're trying to make a haunted house, and really, half the work has already been done for them. Don't be lazy. Let's. I uh, mean, Paul's like, on the bright side, we have free props. He picks up a discarded heel out of the dirt and tries to give it to Sarah, but she's not into it. 
I love that he's like, what size are you? Yeah, like, <laughs> you Christ. don't get that fucking... <laughs> Back in the interview, Diane asked Sarah what it was like to live in the abandoned hotel. She says it took Tony and Paul a week to get the electricity on, and that's when they started staying there. When they started sleeping there, that's when things started to change. When Diane asks how they changed, Sarah doesn't say anything. Cool story, bro. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's asking the open-ended questions. Sarah's I, look, just a bad interview. I think it's. I think I put too much on Diane at the beginning. <laughs> maybe Sarah just, you know, maybe she just sucks. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, you called me. Yeah, you said you had shit to talk about. <laughs> we cut back to the footage, and we see that the group is standing in the bar, drinking and talking. Tony films as the group reflects on a time where they failed to scare a group of girls dressed like Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. And they laugh as they remember that their haunt from Queens really wasn't that bad. They actually had fun. So they are allowed to talk about it. Yeah. I guess when they're drinking. I guess so. It loosens them up. Yeah. It's no longer a fight club situation. (laughs) Alex asks Tony to keep the camera running because he has something to say. He raises his glass and says that he knows this was all hasty, but they're all here to keep Hell House fresh. He tells them that he's sure it's all going to work out and it's still going to get the numbers that they made in New York. Sarah says that at least in the city, if you get scared, you can just walk outside and get a slice of pizza. Here, if you get scared, you go outside and it's still scary. Yeah. <laughs> See, but that's great. Yeah. Again, yeah. no naked cowboy. No. Yeah. <laughs> Submerge, submersion. Submersion. Yeah, we're Drown drowning yourself in the, fear. in the fear. Paul chimes in that no matter what anyone has to say bad about the Queen's haunts, at least they didn't have to sleep there. He does have a point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Alex, annoyed, says he's just trying to get them motivated. His speech having failed, he tells Tony he can just turn the camera off now, and so he does. I do want to say that Mac brings up the fact that at their old haunt, that the devil... <laughs> Thank had, you, because I was going to say hilarious. something if nobody yeah, else was. Had a New York accent, which I, I love an idea. <laughs> That's fucking of, wonderful. Right? Yeah. his impression. Yeah. That, that was really fucking and it, funny. And they, they it cut them up, too. That was yeah. great. <laughs> I saw, I read that half, like, they had a script. Right. But he said, look, you know, th- it's almost like Curb, yeah. where the scenes are like, this is what we want. <laughs> what and, we need to get out of it. Just get there. Yeah. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be exact. And I wonder how much yeah. that felt improv. <laughs> yeah. And it was really good. It worked for me. I don't know. We come back on Tony monitoring a bank of cameras. Alex points out that they weren't supposed to have any blind spots at all, but there's one in the basement. Alex, I... I guess he's like the boss, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the way that he phrases stuff, if I was working with him, it would piss me off. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be working with him. Yeah. He doesn't say, Hey, why is there a blind spot in the basement? He says, huh? I thought I said I didn't want any blind spots. Yeah. Don't be fucking (laughs) passive with me. Yeah. You go set it up then. The thing is, is that Mac was like, wow, man, you got it all set up. That's a great job. And I was like, I thought I fucking said. (laughs) Interesting. Cause I'm pretty sure. Weird how. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. And I'm sorry, but how long have you been working with Tony? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't he know? There has to be a reason. Yes. That there's not, yeah. Just little. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's like a nitpicky thing. But right. that I'm like, oh, I see what kind of person you are. Yeah. Like that, I do not like stuff like that. But it's planting the seeds. Right. Yeah, right. for sure. And there is payoff. There is. Tony says that they should be able to get cameras and walkies down there, but they're just not getting anything. Max says that it's a liability. They need eyes down there with the half naked girl around a bunch of assholes. Alex is like, yeah, which you can kind of tell all by this more about Alex kind of being a dick right. uh-huh. and more that Mac is like, 
the business minded one. Right, right. He's like, that's a liability. Yeah. And he's yeah, right. He is right. But then they're like, like Paul over yeah. here. Yeah. It's like, well, you got one on your payroll. Yeah. So. yeah. Like fucking perverts. Like Paul, Paul's like, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'll try. It's just gross. No, he's disgusting. But Tony proposes that they get a big security guy down there and just slap a clown costume on him. They all agree, which I mean, it is a good idea. Right, right. It is. They're like, he'll be ripped. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> Abaddon has, you know, to where there's just ripped dudes itching to waiting, be clowns. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting to be a clown. I did want to point out that right behind Tony, there's an I Heart Zombies keychain. Oh, neat. Uh-huh. It's the same one. John Paul, when we first started dating, he bought me at Hastings. It's the exact same one. <laughs> I still that? have it. Yeah. Oh, I was like, rad. hey, it's old as fuck. I miss Hastings. Yeah, we oh, all miss yeah. Hastings. But we cut to Paul filming Tony hanging up a prop looking like a hanged person. Paul tells him that it looks like shit and Tony agrees, but Alex didn't want to spend any money on moving props, so they're stuck with these. He says that since they're geniuses, she'll be scary by the time they're done with her. Tony asks Paul to put down the camera and help, but Paul's like, can't, man. Alex wants me to film everything. (laughs) Now, Tony's like, man, why you got to be lazy like you always are or whatever. (laughs) I was like, that was for us, I think. Paul, you're always lazy. A history (laughs) of being lazy. Habitually, one might say. (laughs) When we see Paul again, he's sitting next to another prop, a ghoulish man that he's named Hector set up at a piano. (laughs) <laughs> i thought that was hilarious it was he does a bit with hector playing a creepy tune on the piano and then blaming hector when the notes get messed up now that tune has been in my head for three yeah. days now <laughs> it's pretty eerie it's, it's yeah. really good i like it i think the music is very minimal in this film it yeah. is because they do some violin stuff earlier right, right. and i think it's actually really good though i oh, agree yeah. that night we cut to paul turning on the camera as he's waking up in his bed He tells us it's September 5th, 2009, three weeks into setting up the haunt. He says he's lonely as Sarah is the only woman in the house and Alex doesn't like to share. It's like, dude, fucking. (laughs) I think he's our our eye in this film. I mean, I know, I think Tony has the camera sometimes. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's mostly Paul. But it's mainly Paul. Paul. So why is our fucking avatar such a piece of shit? Yeah. (laughs) Because he was like, because Alex doesn't like to share him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, I don't. (laughs) And I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't sympathize. I don't. He starts to say that he had high hopes for this trip. And as he speaks, we see a figure walk into the doorway. He continues to talk and says that there are actors coming tomorrow. And he hopes one of them's bonable because, you know, yeah. priorities. It's just he's like swinging from shitty vine to shitty. Yes. Vine. <laughs> it's your gross. Yeah. And you're still gross. Yeah. Cool. He finally notices the figure behind him and calls out to them asking what's up and if they're okay. It was funny because he's like, I hope one of them is vulnerable. Oh, hey. oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm not doing an MTV diary or anything. <laughs> he's like doing a reality confessional. Yeah. It's very, he's like, so, you know, we're here at the house. And it's like, what? <laughs> I don't know that Alex is going to be cool with you wasting the tape yeah. like this. Alex said to film everything. Everything. Right? But he's trying to talk to the figure. At first, he's like, Sarah? And that was way yeah. too big to be Sarah. But yeah, but you did see long hair. I right. guess. But the figure just turns around and walks away. Paul goes back to the camera and is like, man, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way no, in hell dude. I'm going to bed after that. <laughs> no. Dude, I'm Fuck sorry. No. And first of all, it looks frightening. Yeah, hell yeah. It, and they You've, were just, you don't know how long they, but we know that they just walked no. in. Yeah, but yeah. They could have been there the whole time. He didn't notice. Yeah. You, you see that red light yeah. yeah the silhouette 
it's frightening. Yeah. I like, know, yeah, dude. We've, what, how many nights? They've been here for three weeks? For three weeks, yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry, man. Yeah. No. No. And th- at the very least, I'm going to see, make sure that they get back to their room. Because he said she might be sleepwalking. There's a set of Which stairs yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> He's like, whoa, that was weird anyways. They Hope they don't would. die. Good night, guys. Good night. But he turns off the camera telling us he'll see us in the morning and to sleep sweet. The next morning, Paul keeps being Paul by creeping toward a cracked door where Alex and Sarah sit on their bed talking. At least he's consistent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he never disappoints. Sarah's in her underwear. No, no he constantly only, disappoints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he only disappoints. Sarah's in her underwear and Paul zooms in on her ass before just walking into the room and getting caught. He talks through their anger and annoyance at him to let Alex know that the actors are here. He keeps trying to film yeah. Sarah and Alex is like, well, you fucking like, yeah. why is this dude still on the payroll? Is this okay? I look, I'm not going to begrudge Diane Graves for what she includes in this yeah. <laughs> here documentary, but I feel like this has become less about Hell House and more an expose on why Paul is trash. <laughs> why is she like, we need Sarah's ass. In yeah. yeah. It's like, everyone's going to want to. <laughs> It's like, Diane, I thought you were, you know, professional. Keep it. A pro, yeah. Just keep right. it professional. She seemed, well, honestly, though, there is a deleted scene earlier on in the film mm-hmm. where she's like talking about getting in touch with Sarah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this could be your big break, Diane. Yeah. Like, they're like really amping her up. So maybe yeah. she's more of a Gail Weathers type. We, there's only one. Well, <laughs> I said type. <laughs> But we cut to Alex and Mac talking to the actors under umbrellas in the rain. We have Melissa, played by Lauren A. Kennedy, Joey, played by Paul Hess, and Sam. I could not find the actress's name name anywhere. Yeah. True to form, Paul zooms way in on Melissa's face, and she finally smiles up at him. I'm sure not knowing that he's being a fucking creep. Yeah. This feels like a serial killer picking a victim. It does. I, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this it's, Leslie Vernon? Yes. <laughs> it is. It was. It was odd. I was like, it's weird that he's. I don't like his character, the rapey friend. He's like, yes, he's really weird. It's like, it's, what the fuck's wrong like, with you? Are we supposed to like this? Yeah, no. Why don't? I feel like this is a VHS issue that I had. It like, is. And you know, I honestly, I think the only. Tony's all right. Mac is a nice guy. Right. Yeah. I, I, it's just them. And Why? Sarah's yeah. fine. Yeah. And Sarah's, yeah. Alex is she's a not dickhead. A good, she's not a good interview, but. She's yeah. <laughs> Alex is a dick and Paul's disgusting. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. The way, you know, you mentioned it and now it's never going to leave my head, but you trimmed this down. This could be one of the better VHS segments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be. I mean, we're all coming off of VHS 94. Yeah. So. If this is better than that. Yeah. I think our trash that we made. <laughs> that was supposed to be in this one yeah (laughs) back at the interview with martin cliver he says that only one officer would speak to him and that was under complete anonymity he was a first responder the night of the hell house tragedy he told martin that the first body that they came across was a hell house member but he wouldn't confirm who i do want to say i love that he's like he spoke to me under complete anonymity yeah but we know that they keep records of who was the first yes. officer <laughs> on the scene. But he, <laughs> like, you're gonna get him fired. They're like, oh, yeah. it was Officer Smith. Oh well, yeah. I never said your first? name. Exactly, yeah, I never yeah. said your name. I did think that he was gonna say that it was Paul that yeah. was killed or whatever, because they're showing him be such a piece of shit. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be like, here's an olive branch. We know, yeah. but but he's but he die. dies. So yeah. <laughs> calm down. 
But he said that their throat had been cut and they were sure that the wound had been self-inflicted. Eerie music plays as we see the Hell House group hanging out happily outside. Martin asks what the hell happened in there and concedes that we're probably never going to know. He brings up the very strange and very sad case of Joey Scheffler, who was in the basement when it all happened. <laughs> Again, I love how he's like, and we all know what happened to yeah. I was like, no, I was we like, don't. No, we don't. Please <laughs> tell us, please. <laughs> he says Joey made it out alive, but we all know how that ended. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, we don't. Please. We see the footage that Paul took of Mac and Alex meeting the actors in a still. We zoom in on Joey under his umbrella. A card reads, authorities tried to talk to Joey Scheffler in the wake of the tragedy, but he refused to talk about what he saw at the hotel. Nine days later, he was found dead in his bedroom. He hanged himself. It cuts to black. It is a little interesting how they're planning all these. You don't plant breadcrumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to talk sure. about. <laughs> Get a bread tree. That's, that's not how you grow bread. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the way that they're doing it to where they're like, bad shit happened. Yeah, yeah. They open it up with that, but then they keep teasing you with how bad it is. Yeah. Right. And the fact that he made it out alive. But still. That's yeah. scary. Yeah, that was my question. So he's seen something so crazy. Yeah, that he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't cope with it. That is frightening or somebody or something came together also yeah uh, still frightening well right. if they're fucking doing secrets and shit the town probably maybe right. had him outside they're like hi joey <laughs> we like, heard you saw yeah. some the things. whole town they yeah. say it all at the same yeah it's time. everybody yeah <laughs> it was a gas leak <laughs> like all in unison it's like oh shit, oh, shit. Okay, sorry okay. sorry sorry but we come back on the footage september 18th 19 days until opening night paul comes in with the camera to find alex and melissa sitting on a couch Alex tells Paul to get the camera away because Melissa is nervous. But of course, Paul doesn't listen, persisting with his predatory behavior. Alex tells Melissa that she's the main part of the attraction. She's going to be in the basement at the end of the tour. Melissa confirms that no one will be touching her and Alex reassures her. Joey will be in the clown suit down there and he'll make sure that no one gets too close. So at this point, I'm like... Joey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, do, who, who we see hoofing it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She asks Paul why he's filming everything, and Alex tells her it's for them to help with their haunt next Halloween, but some of it may end up on the website. Paul chimes in that he's also trying to catch a ghost on camera, and Melissa's like, oh, so you've heard the rumors about this place? Yeah. <laughs> Paul's like, what are you talking about? And Alex is like, there's no rumors. <laughs> yeah, there's dude, no rumors. Yeah. It was just shut down. Dude, not only does he get cagey as fuck. Yes. He is so suspicious. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I was surprised he didn't fire Melissa like right after this. Yeah, you are like, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tells my staff the truth. <laughs> but Melissa spills the tea. The owner hung himself here. Alex denies this, saying it's just a rumor. But Melissa says it's the local story. Paul asks if the owner was into satanic stuff, citing the stuff that they found down in the basement. And Melissa's like, I thought you guys did that. Yeah. Well, because it's a little on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> because it's scary as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. So if again, if I'm Melissa, I think I might quit. No, yeah. knowing yeah, that, that was already and yeah. I that's my my yeah. town. Area. Oh yeah, nope, no. Nope. Oh, that's yeah. true. I have to be down there. I'm yeah. existing next to that. Nah, uh -uh. is that goat blood? <laughs> yeah, this would, this would be a lot of fun, but yeah. I might no. I might have to pass. Melissa goes on to say that things kept happening to the guests here, and that's why the hotel was forced to shut down. Alex is like, nah, nah, like yeah. it's fine. Well, he's like, it's rumors, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's never been a rumor that's been confirmed. <laughs> never, not never. once. Not in the history of rumors. Not even Fleetwood Max <laughs> rumors. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Paul still tries to creep on Melissa one last time before finally leaving with the camera. We cut back to the interview and we see a picture of the Hell House crew as Martin Cliver laments that, again, we'll never know what happened in the hotel. That's all he keeps saying. Can we interview someone else? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, thank you for the pictures and everything, but I think that's where... You're like super negative, dude. Let's go back to that crazy guy. Uh, Yeah, with with the mustache twist. Yeah. Dude's the shit. But he says, we'll never know what happened at the hotel, just like we'll never know what happened at the haunt that was set up 20 years later, just like we'll never know what happened to Andrew Tully. Robert Lyons, our cool dude, there we go. tells us that the more you dig into the hotel's history, the more unsettling it gets, and it all starts with Andrew Tully. So we're going to get some lore now. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, this is what I came yeah. for. I love this. I live for this shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and maybe here's here's one thing I did want to point out was that he had said, Cognetti, that this film was very much inspired by Lake Mungo. Lake Mungo was so good. Oh, it's brilliant. Yes. But I get shades of that. I also get shades of the Blair Witch Project. Right. For sure. Where they're like, we got to build the lore behind it. Yeah. Because then that makes the present day scary. It, it just, right. And it just makes it stronger. It does. I mean, and the ones that don't are often the ones that have the jump scares. For yeah. sure. Because they have to compensate. Yeah. Because they're like, we don't have a story. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Cliver says that the group didn't even know anything about Tully or the missing guests before they set up their haunt. They didn't even know why he built the hotel in the first place. How does he know that? Yeah. I don't know, man. Is it the mustache? <laughs> Probably. Or is this Cliver? <laughs> this is Cliver. <laughs> okay, then never mind. It's his lack of mustache. He knows nothing. <laughs> Lions knows everything because yes. of the mustache. I'm just so, because they, they make a lot of like suppositions and assumptions right right but there's no way that they know what they knew i mean all all we all we know we're getting from this footage and cliver and lions never saw this no yeah that's where things start to get a little muddled but lions schools us that the local story is that tully built the hotel there because of the name of the town you know abaddon all right come on (laughs) In in some versions of the bible Abaddon is the name of the demon who guards the gates of hell. Word. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all in agreement here. You're naming your town after this motherfucker. (laughs) Wouldn't that be scary? I yeah. We're going to a haunted house in Cerberus. It's like what the fuck? The devil's (laughs) dog. I don't know. See, I my thing is like there's. Maybe it goes back to the writing for me. There's got to be a demon with a more innocuous name. I feel right. like it wouldn't be so bad if like I maybe Googled Abaddon and found that out myself. Fair. But I think him telling us that, you you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, By the way. It makes it pretty cheesy. And the thing is, I, I looked it up myself at the beginning whenever they kept saying, because I'm like, that sounds evil as fuck. It does. Yeah. No, it does. So I looked it up and Abaddon means destruction or doom in Hebrew. And it's described as both a place, like the gates of hell, and an individual demonic entity. So I'm like, who are the townsfolk settling this place? He named the gates after himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those are Abaddon's gates. He spoke in the third person. I think think it would work better for me if that was just the name of the hotel and not also the name of the town. Abaddon likes his chicken spicy. (laughs) But yeah, I think that the doubling up is what gets me. Yeah. Have maybe have Tully be into the occult and he named his hotel the yeah. Abaddon Hotel. Right, yeah. right. The the town is just whatever the county. I don't Rockland. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But I, I didn't write this film. <laughs> <laughs> it's legend that Tully was the head of a cult and considered himself a modern day Dante. 
but a modern day Dante, his his pursuits were noble. Yeah. Well, modern day. It's tainted now. (laughs) (laughs) When asked what happened to the guests, Cliver says that there were multiple. The first was an 11-year-old girl and her mom who were last seen checking into the hotel and then they disappeared. And Tully was questioned by the police over it more than once. Or was it Orpheus that went down to save his lady from hell? Or is it Dante both? Sure. Yeah. I I did my research on Dante when we covered As Above, So Mm -hmm. Below, and that was a long time ago. I had to dump that for other shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think Amityville took up that slot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got to dump it. We only have time for one hoax. (laughs) (laughs) No. But Lyons says that although the woman and her daughter were last seen checking into the hotel, Tully had documents showing that they checked out. So he was clear. Like, what documents were yeah. those? Dude, I'm sorry, but even now, it would be so easy to fake that shit. It's yeah. just a sketch of them walking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they look like. It's fucking stick All figures. All right, man. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't this only like 30 years ago? I'm actually yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like 100 years ago. I think it was 1989, <laughs> which again, that was another thing that kind of surprised me is that they would root the legend in something so recent. Yeah. yeah. That that was interesting but, I to mean, me. that's a uh, that's unique. You were, you were yeah. born. I was born. Yeah. 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 I mean, no relation. <laughs> no? Well, were you the girl at the hotel? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> but people still had questions, even though he was cleared and it ruined the hotel's business. This culminated in Tully hanging himself in the dining room. We see a police photo of Tully's suicide dated 1989. Great year. <laughs> but I was a little surprised that they just threw a picture of this dead dude hanging yeah. in this yeah, documentary. Man. But I mean, go off. I mean, I feel like the story was enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a Netflix documentary where we need the... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, get it gory. Otherwise, I ain't eating. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back into the footage on September 21st, 16 days until opening night. Paul comes into the basement with the camera as Alex and Tony are setting up clowns against the wall. Alex plans to remove the middle clown and put Joey in his place. And they confirm that Melissa will be against the opposite wall so Joey can just watch over her. But Paul is still insisting that she be topless and Alex shuts it down. It's a good system to mm. have him be there as like security. For yeah. sure. Unfortunately, I mean, we know how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have vetted how brave he was. Yeah. First, like, but... uh, and if you would rate your bravery yeah. from a, a one. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> it, the, if I hear a creak, I'm out of there. Even <laughs> oh. if it's your creak, I know it's a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not have real shackles on that, you know? yeah, that yes. part that, you know was, I mean? that was my like, biggest no it's uh, got to be yeah. real but tony points out that the middle clown's head doesn't move it doesn't turn mm-hmm. it's wearing a very creepy mask and tony doesn't want to waste it on a dummy that can't move its head which i get it yeah, yeah. i feel like tony's an idea man here and he doesn't like they just talk about him like he's the tech guy, yeah, but he's yeah. all the good ideas they've had have been Tony's. I feel like Tony is like Toby Hooper and Alex. Oh, we can't do this. He's <laughs> got some Spielberg in him, but no more. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it comes off. I don't know. Allegedly, 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 uh, allegedly, allegedly. But Alex agrees, suggesting that Paul wear it so he can stay down here all night and stare at Melissa. Paul's like, yeah. And Alex is like, no, man, no. (laughs) He keeps baiting him and then shaming him. Well, but the thing is, is that Paul is the one that he's like, because it could be a lawsuit. He's like, Alex, you're really baiting me. (laughs) I cannot control myself. Yes, it could be. Legal consequences could (laughs) arise. But we come back up on Paul in bed again. He says he heard strange noises and takes us with him to go investigate. 
He finds Tony, who also heard the noise and says it sounded like a scream. They go to Mac and Alex who come out and Mac says he heard something, but Alex denies that he did. So they're like, so you just woke yeah. up. Yeah. And again, he he, he heard something. Yeah. He's like, you woke me up. It's like, no, stop. <laughs> yeah. You're not even in the same room. dude. No. But Paul asked Tony if there's video rolling and Tony says no. And he's like, should it be? And everyone says yes. But Alex is like, no. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. But then they hear creaking downstairs. So presumably the next day we see that the roof is leaking in the kitchen everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Bad. The guys try to come up with a new cook character to yell at the tour goers during the hot. We see and meet Joey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who pops his eye out for the camera. Who I hate it. Yeah. I remember, remember that Guinness lady that used to do it all the time. Yeah. I read that that I mean it's real. He really was doing yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, but he was also holding it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Honestly, I don't. There are things that unsettle me in this film, mm-hmm. but I don't think anything made me feel worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like it. But no. they congratulate Tony on finding Joey. He just discovered him at a gas station. Right. So they're basically they are painting it earlier that they're going to find Dwayne Johnson to be the fucking clown. <laughs> and then they get actual John Wayne Gacy yeah. <laughs> to, to be the clown. They said a big guy. They yeah. got a big guy. They did get a big guy. He is intimidating, especially throw a clown costume on right, him. I right. wouldn't fuck with that. Dude. I wouldn't fuck with Gacy either. I mean, no, I would, yeah. Yeah, neither would I. But we see more of the haunt, a fake eyeball that they claim is Joey's popped out eye. <laughs> There's dummies set up in the dining room, fake viscera thrown all over the toilet in the bathroom, a dummy hanging from the ceiling by chains, and of course, Hector set up at the piano. Mm-hmm. Mac tells Paul that Alex and Sarah went to the city to get some more stuff, but Tony's around somewhere. As Paul goes to look for him, we see more of the haunt, spider webs, and gory dummies set up at the bar. Now, is this when he sings the song? He makes one of the dummies sing, I'm writing a letter to daddy. <laughs> That's so. from whatever happened to baby Jane. Yes. Yes. I was like, really? I don't, I, I'm maybe it's a song before uh, that. I don't know, but that's what I know. it For from, me, was, that's all. I was quite excited. Yeah. I think, man, I want to cover that. Uh, we have to. That's dude. a horror movie Fucking to me. Betty Day. It is a horror movie. I think that it was very interesting that they included that here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Cognetti kind of has like a old school mindset for horror. Right. So maybe it's not too... Whatever it was, I'm here for it. Right. I was yeah, really excited. Excited. <laughs> I, was. I was like, I know that like, Hell yeah, man. <laughs> but finally, he walks up to someone in the creepy clown costume from earlier. The one is he's got like black makeup yeah, on. Yeah. It's a white and black suit. It's creepy. Yeah, it is. It's it very good. creepy. Yeah, it looks really good. You know, the thing that makes it creepy for me is that it doesn't look like a stereotypical clown. Yes. Right. Like if you made him look like Krusty... You'd be happy. <laughs> I'd be happy, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the audience would not be. But yeah. I just feel like if it had like a red nose and fucking like the yeah. big like clown right, right. mouth. No, it's like, I, and I know because like we talked about John Wayne Gacy a second ago. Uh, he did the sharp corners on his makeup and right. clowns aren't supposed to have. It's all supposed to be round. Right. Uh-huh. Psychologically, that makes it playful, but the corners make it scary. Yeah. And he's got sharp corners. It's like minimal makeup and it's all dark. It's yeah. the, it's off putting. It's like, I know what a clown is supposed to look like. Yes. And this isn't it. It's, I like it a lot. You know, they use that same mindset for Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. The really? Sharp, sharp points. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true though. It yeah. works. I read that and I was like, nah, and then you look at clown makeup and you're like, no, oh, shit. <laughs> no, it's true. Well, he's going to eat the kids. <laughs> But he assumes it to be Tony and sees that he's staring down the flight of stairs leading to the basement. 
When he looks down the stairs and back at the clown, though, he's staring right at him and Paul gets scared. Yeah. Yeah, this is a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He continues through the haunt and finds Tony now sitting with Mac at the bar. He turned like it's literally the next room. Yeah. yeah. So it's there was no there was yeah. no way it was, no. it was not. It was never possibly Tony in yeah, the costume. And Tony's not breathing heavily. Yeah. <laughs> all sweaty. Yeah. What's going on, Paul? Yeah. No. But he runs back to where he saw the clown and the clown is now gone. And you can be like, oh, well, they just set up like it's a proper whatever. Right, but right. if you remember that clown's head does not yeah. turn. They told you that. That. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. So I did want to point out that I read they had either a person in this clown costume yeah. right. to do this or they had a straight mannequin. It's kind of hard to tell because it looks exactly the same. Right. Yes. But I think that they said that the clown could not stand on its own. So anytime you see the clown standing there, I think it's a person in the costume. Ah, all right. But they're I, so still. Yeah. I think it's what I read. It's either Tony or... Alex in the, costume, in the costume when it's being worn. It's right. Not obviously their characters, right, but right, the, right, it's right. one of them inside of it when it needs to be. All right. It's uh, that's yeah. Whew, yeah. No thanks. That's a no from me. Yeah, no. <laughs> but he goes down into the basement accusing Alex of trying to scare him. But when he turns on the light in the basement, the clown is just sitting back with the other dummies where he was before. No. No. I'm nah. done. I'm taping everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is no this, shit, this you know? upcoming yeah. part pisses me off but right me too paul runs back upstairs and yells at mac and tony for trying to fuck with him before the footage cuts off when it comes back up it is set up to show the entire crew watching the footage back we can't see the footage but we hear paul's interaction with the clown mac accuses paul of setting this up to fuck with them as this is typical behavior yeah. for him we see the monitor zoomed in on the clown's face as everything is dismissed as a prank now if i'm Paul. Yeah. I'm probably going to sit this haunt out at this point. Yes. We've already been hearing weird shit in the middle of the night. Right. This local girl is talking about, oh, yeah, no, freaky shit happened. Like, no. Yeah. And then this, y'all are dismissing it because you think it's me. I know it wasn't me. Yes. Right. Why would I ruin my own fruit pie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude. It it sucks because he fucked himself so bad by being a doofus. He's a shit. The entire film. And so everyone's going to think you're just full of shit. Yeah. The boy who cried wolf. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But weren't you there to see that the head can't turn? So why the fuck did the head turn? Yeah. That they bring that up later, and it's a very piss poor. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> like, it makes me laugh out loud. I I did want to say this is also the scene where my Fellini thing is ruined mm-hmm. because he just flat out calls Paul Romero. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you're just naming directors. <laughs> I you're thought just you were saying shit. Yeah, never mind. No foreshadowing. But when the footage comes back up, the crew is setting up dummies on a bench outside. They want to film a commercial for the haunt. But the inside isn't finished and they don't want to give away any of the inside scares, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. They film a little skit of Sarah sitting with a dummy and another woman dummy coming up and accusing the first dummy, Gerald, of cheating on her. (laughs) This is the worst commercial I've ever seen. (laughs) They they didn't mention the haunt. They didn't mention when it opens. (laughs) And it goes on for forever. People are just like, what the fuck? Yeah, Yeah, I'm just so confused. (laughs) Like, is this a zombie soap opera? What the fuck? It's wrong channel, wrong channel. And then I switch. And I don't know a haunt's coming to town. Yep, I have no idea. The skit cuts, and then the two dummies are sitting together, but Tony stops it to point out Sarah standing across the yard alone, staring at a statue. 
They zoom in on Sarah, who only breaks eye contact with the statue when they call her name. She smiles at them and walks away. So she kind of like, you know, skips away and just kind of like, you know, la la la. Mm-hmm. This isn't weird to anybody. Nobody's going to be like, nah, that was, that it, was, it was not. Yes. It yeah. was weird enough for them to stop their skit and be like, look at Sarah. Mm-hmm. What? And but she's just not, like, nah, anyway, man. Yeah. It's like, no. What What the hell was it's that? It's not brought up again. That's no, the thing that bothers not. me. Is, is It feels like this is just weird for the sake of weird. Yeah. yeah. And there are enough weird shit going on with the clown and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the clown and stuff and then whatever that skit was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bad commercial the bad yeah i i just think that like either this should be something that's brought up later yeah because she's talking it was a virgin mary statue yeah yeah so we're bringing up some religious iconography what what's the point yeah, yeah. what's going on no all right it's just some weird shit man <laughs> yeah but later on the balcony tony sets up the hell house sign on the side of the hotel i feel like tony's doing all the work mm-hmm. he is Afterwards, we come up on the inside of the hotel as Paul and Tony tell us they want to show us all the hard work they put into the haunt. Tony sets up the camera on Paul and then leaves. He cuts the lights and cues the strobe light, and it looks good. It looks looks very creepy. Suddenly, Paul's like, how many freaks are supposed to be set up down here? Tony tells him three, but we see four. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So... I would be begging Tony to turn the light on. Yeah. yeah. He's got the switch right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's just like, oh, what the fuck? And like, well, well he starts to panic and goes for the door and yeah. yells at Tony to let him out. But the door won't open. Yeah. He screams and bangs on the door and is just a full panic mode until he finally makes his way out. Once in the light, he starts gagging and throws up on the floor. And right. I read that this was really like he threw up for real. Oh, shit. Were they out drinking the night before? <laughs> Did he get scared? Like, yeah. for real? Or? Maybe. Are there bad restaurants in Abaddon? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just confused. I don't know why that happened. He didn't vomit on command. Uh, it was on his resume. Oh. <laughs> what was his bravery? Yeah. <laughs> it's me. This was my cameo. I was going to say, you're you're clowning him, but this I is what know. you would have done. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We see stills from Paul's footage in the haunt, and there's a masked person presumably standing menacingly in the hallway and we do that you guys see this shit (laughs) (laughs) kind of zoom i don't know man we cut to everyone arguing outside paul says that they all saw the same thing he did on the footage and alex is like be quiet because the actors are gonna hear you (laughs) see that's wrong yeah Yeah, that's gross paul maintains that the actors should hear him because they should also know what's going on alex says that it's two weeks before the show and they're all gonna get scared and leave because of him if he wants to make money and for Hell House to be a success, he needs to calm down. I would ask kindly if we could just sit in the moment of that being fucking horrifying. Yeah. yeah. And then if we have to move past it, we'll move past it. Yeah. But can we all agree? Yeah, let's not brush this <laughs> under the rug. No. Yes. Oh, man. Like, that's what's pissing me off about Alex. He could be like, look, I get it. It's fucking horrifying. Yeah, yeah. no. He's like, shut up. Yeah. And it's like, and while we're talking, Sarah, what the fuck yeah. was that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I know dude's a terrible guy, but he's trying to warn you. You yeah. see what he shot. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all on camera. Yeah, don't consider the source. Yeah. yeah. Consider the evidence. Look at, yeah, look for yourself. In Renee's court, that's the yeah. number one rule. Is the evidence. Is the yeah. evidence. <laughs> I feel like you rule a lot on feelings, dude. I don't mean that. <laughs> that's the number two rule. <laughs> but Paul gets pissed and leaves because Alex is like, look, dude, I'm sorry you got scared. Yeah, come on i would probably punch him in his face 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put but myself in that moment. Yeah. But he tells Tony or Mac, whoever's holding the camera, to just stop filming. Alex does. Because he's like, I'm, I'm looking real bad. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the interview with Lyons where he says that Alex was his own worst enemy. He thinks that Alex really believed all of this was in the best interest of his company. Yeah. I want to point out again, this is all speculation <laughs> on, <laughs> on Lyons part yeah. because he has not seen this footage. They're like, listen, Alex was a really good guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't get it. But he explains that everyone else was just loyal to him. He and Sarah had been dating for years. He and Mac grew up together. And Tony and Paul were his first hires. So there was a bond between all of them. Right. His shit with Mac is soured. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, when you have a friend for a really long time and you guys aren't compatible anymore, but they've been your friend forever. So it's like you're stuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what it seems. Like, it seems like Mac is like, this is bullshit, but yeah. he's already in. Like, that's what it feels like. I get that. I think we've all had that. And it sucks. It's hard to yeah. make that break, but Well, I guess this is growing up. That's uh damn it. By, <laughs> by, by Blink one eighty two. But the footage comes back up at night with Paul leaving his room. The clown dummy is at the bottom of the stairs and he turns to see Mac and when he turns back to the clown, it's closer. Nah. <laughs> I mean nah. How much more do you need to see? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Mac asked if he moved it, and Paul's like, I was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Mac slowly goes downstairs to the clown and determines it to be a mannequin. Paul comes down the stairs with Mac, and they start to move it somewhere else. I Seeing the clown at all, Yeah, I'm quitting. Yeah. If I see it again. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's no, one of yeah. two things. Either there's some supernatural shit going on here right. and I could probably die. Uh-huh. Or you guys know that I'm fucking scared to the point where I don't want to do this anymore and you're fucking with me. <laughs> and I don't want to be your friend no. anymore. <laughs> well, and the, you've hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, damn, if they're doing that, they're doing that quick. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I highly doubt you motherfuckers aren't out of breath and you're... <laughs> Either way, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not staying here. You guys are me. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul, though, sees Sarah standing at the end of a dark hall facing the wall, muttering to herself. When she doesn't respond to them calling her name, they abandon the clown and go over to her. As they get closer, it sounds like she's speaking backwards or in another language. And we can talk later about what she's saying. Yes. It's wow. It's incredible. I like honestly. it. Yes. Yeah. Mac touches her shoulder and she snaps out of it and starts to whimper and cry. Mm -hmm. Mac hugs her and Paul proposes that they get the fuck out of there. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> so I'm, I gotta go. This, that's it. There's no. A and we haven't sunk that much money into this. Yeah. Again, that is further explored in part two. Yeah. And I know that this was always conceived as a trilogy, but I wish they would have given us more here because here it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah. let's yeah. just fucking leave. Like, I more motivation mm -hmm. as to why Alex is so like, no, everything's fine. It's yeah. cool, man. It's cool. There's just rumors. It's fine. Fleetwood Mac rumors. It's fine. <laughs> and not knowing that there are sequels coming. Yeah. Watching yeah. This one, there's a little You're confusion. Like, yeah. it, it is because anyone in their right mind and even Paul is like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Like, it's not like nobody's saying it. Right. Paul turns back around and the clown dummy is gone. Sarah asks that they just go upstairs. Paul starts to freak out. He checks the wine racks in the dining room, but there's nothing there. They leave the dining room, but are startled by the sound of a grandfather clock chiming. 
When they turn back around and look, there's a long table set with the candelabra lit in the yeah. middle of it. This is so effective. It's so yeah. fucking because you were just <laughs> we were there two seconds yeah. ago. Yeah, I dude, I'm sorry. I'm I'll find another gig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how long we've been friends. No, no hard insane. feelings, dude. Yeah. There's no there's, fucking way. There's, there's no way. Too many flags on yes. the field. It's time <laughs> to go. Yeah. That no. Even if nothing else had happened and this happened, yeah. I'm gone. I, no. I, the the no. clown, we can explain away if we have to. I don't want to, but we can't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, yeah, if we want to say know. they're doing a prank or right, something. Sure, right, right. sure. This but is this a prank. table, there's nothing. Physically, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. We were just there. No, I'm Joey in the fuck out of this. <laughs> yeah, you got absolutely. me fucked up. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but they scream and freak the fuck out. When they turn to run away, the clown is standing at the end of the hall. No. Like, come on, man. And they run. The footage comes back up in the morning where Paul is filming Alex holding Sarah and comforting her, which I don't know why Paul is needing to yeah. film this. Diane is is including a lot of interesting footage. <laughs> that night, Paul turns the camera on in his bedroom again. He tells us that it's three days until the opening of Hell House and everyone is stressed out. He says that personally, he thinks that they have no business being here at all. He's like, look, something not so yeah. chill yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is more confident than ever, but Sarah doesn't look. He's like, but Sarah doesn't look well. And she usually yeah. does. It's like, dude, dude can you fucking stop? Can you use this head for <laughs> five minutes? All the shit that's going on. Like, how are you yeah, still no thinking shit. with your dick right now? But Sarah is, is hot, though. It's like, dude, you are about to yeah. die. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. But he signs off with his sleep sweet and turns the camera off. When the camera comes back up, everything is dark except for the red light in the hallway. Paul turns his light on and we see that there's a woman in a nightgown sitting by the door. For me, it was <gasps> like, yeah. it was like, oh shit. He picks up the camera and is scared when he sees her throwing his blanket over himself and the camera, which again, yeah. blanket script tonight. Just stay there. We well, not, stay there. It wasn't for Emily We're Rose. We're not talking about Emily yeah. Rose. Okay. <laughs> I do like that it takes him a second to see her. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah, this yeah. moment. Again, it, it's like a, the moment was foreshadowed with the person walking in. We're like, Randy from Scream, behind you! <laughs> I um don't think he handles this well. No. <laughs> what, hiding under his blanket? Yeah, because I feel like it would have been a lot wiser if he had thrown the blanket over her and ran away. Yeah. <laughs> Blind her right yeah. Yes. I don't know who you are, but you're not going to. Yeah. yeah. Too fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't count on that shit. <laughs> but when he moves the blanket, the woman is still there and she looks dead. Her face is scarred mm. and she has wide white eyes. He peeks at her again and then hides, but she's moved closer. He breathes heavily, terrified, and all we see is his blanket until he calms down and moves it. She is now right outside the blanket staring at him. The camera shakes and Paul screams and it all cuts to black. Um... That hiding under the covers was <laughs> I like your idea better. Thank Play you. It, throw the blanket and then just try to sonic out of there. I don't but. know if I think fast enough to throw the blanket on her, but well, I definitely would have tried to run out of the room. I think, yeah. Or the camera. Throw the fucking camera at her. You don't need that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you don't what, work here anymore. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, shit. Consider this my two weeks exactly. notice. Exactly. Let Alex worry about replacing yeah, the equipment. Straight up. <laughs> In the morning, Tony picks up the camera and we see that Paul's bed is empty and Tony asks out loud where he is. I 
understand that they have to show him being Tony picking yeah. it up. Yeah. But that what these buttons do <laughs> yeah. shot is just really, really funny to me. I feel like, I don't know. There's no other we, way they could have done it. We, Maybe no, show him walking not, into the room. We have to know that it's yeah. not, it's not Paul. Paul. He catches up with Alex and Mac. Alex says that there's no way Paul left two days before the show without saying anything. But Mac reminds him of the haunt in 2005 when Paul missed two shows without saying a word. I would have preferred they brought that up earlier because now it just feels tacked on. Yeah. Show him being a flake. Like maybe he, because he was saying something about a day off and they're like, there are no days off earlier. He's like, oh, we know all about you and your days off or something like that. Or show him skipping a day instead of, because I know you had Tony being like, you're lazy like you've always been. (laughs) But that that was a little much too. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hard to please. <laughs> right? There's no... They couldn't have no won. Pleasing. They couldn't yeah. have won. But Max says if he's done it before, he'll do it again. He's not going to change. Paul is just a fuck up. It's like, Mac, how do you really feel? Yeah, yeah, man. Tony defends him, saying that he set up half this stuff himself, and all his shit is still upstairs. Alex asked if anyone tried to call him, but nobody did, which is the <laughs> first thing I would have done. That is very weird. Alex calls him on speakerphone, and they quiet down and listen as the phone rings. It stops ringing and Alex calls out his name and a sharp, loud scream comes out of the phone and Alex (laughs) drops it, breaking it. I'm sorry, dude, but this made me laugh so hard because Alex shrugs it off like he's in such denial. Yeah, Yeah, he just leaves. Verizon, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got a a haunt to plan. (laughs) Don't you hate when your phone does that? (laughs) You guys got any bars? God damn. (laughs) Weird, right? Anyway. Was that his phone or did he get it from? uh, I thought he got it from one of the other guys. I don't even know. I can't remember, but But, it's broken. Yeah. 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 That's fucked up. And he's just like, like, dude, that's not even your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, so anyway, man. Yeah. But they're all confused and Alex just leaves, causing Mac to go after him. That night, Tony wakes up and turns on the camera to see Mac standing in the hallway with a flashlight. They're hearing the piano downstairs playing the same creepy theme that Paul was playing with Hector. Mm -hmm. Alex joins him in the hallway and Mac tells him to stay with Sarah while he and Tony go check it out. If I was Tony, I'd be like, "Uh, (laughs) well, you and who check it out? I don't recall signing up. My bravery is a two. (laughs) (laughs) You saw my application. (laughs) They head downstairs, the music getting louder as they go. Max says this is just Paul fucking with them, but Tony is scared. They pass dummies on their way, and once they get closer, the piano stops. A couple discordant notes ring out, and they run into the room, but the only person at the piano is Hector. Okay, so here's my question. This is that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do they really believe that Paul has been hiding here? Yeah. In wait. Paul, play- <laughs> Paul plays the long game. God damn, he's really committed to this prank. Uh, I noticed too, and maybe I. So the back of the head, there's hair visible. Like you can see hair in the back. I was like, so is that just the dummy or is that somebody like we're not supposed to oh, see what, that? Oh, like in the dummy? Yeah. Like, oh, you no. Can see what, it. Hector? I was, yeah. <laughs> I I go, like, this is low uh, budget. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want to know something crazy I meant to bring up earlier? They shot this film, the entire film, in 10 days. Damn. Holy shit. All right. I, I understand, you know, with found footage, it's easier to do quicker. Right, right. But that's still impressive. Yeah. But they were tired. Oh, yeah. Running around, throwing up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it out of you, man. Oh, yeah. But they hear faint thumping and screaming, and Mac and Tony frantically search for Paul. They finally make their way down into the basement with Mac advising Tony to be careful on the stairs and Tony saying that they're going to die on them. Interesting. Interesting. 
Max says that he's going to go lock the storm door. The light doesn't work, of course, when they try to turn it on, but they keep going deeper into the basement. Mm -mm. (laughs) They pass the clowns, the main offender clown present and accounted for between the other two. Can't they chuck him in a dumpster? Yeah. I mean... And I know we're friends, but I, I don't want to go back in that basement. No. no. Yeah, it's, it's like, Paul, you in, Paul. Yeah. yeah. And I feel bad for Melissa and Joey. Yeah. yeah. Knowing everything I know about the clown, I'm going to yeah. send them back in there. Yeah. Like, see, this is fucked up. It is. And Alex is like, keep your fucking voice <laughs> yeah. down. They'll hear you. <laughs> he literally said that. Like, He's an asshole. Scumbag piece of shit. Scumbag piece of shit. DM. <laughs> but they continue to call out for Paul, but they can't find him. Mac checks inside a walk-in freezer. He goes inside and Tony turns back toward the clowns. Their heads are now turned to face him. All of them. I don't know if y'all remember, but that one clown (laughs) should not be able to turn his head. Tony panics, understandably, and goes inside the freezer with Mac. Mac reminds Tony that he said their heads can't move, but Tony knows what he saw. Mac asks Tony if he believes in ghosts. Tony says he does, but Mac says he doesn't. It's like, okay, that's not Yeah. <laughs> you, relevant. You well, no, no, you just seen some shit happen. Yeah. Yes. Some scary shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you don't believe. You don't believe what you now just Now you're Shane Madej. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to say this to make him feel better. Right. Maybe. Like it's Probably. like, look, I don't believe in them. It's fine. It's yeah. not real. Your head's playing tricks on you. Kind of a thing. Maybe. Yeah. But he tells Tony that they're gonna go out there and everything's gonna be fine. Matt counts to three and they go back into the basement. Tony is angry to see that the clowns are facing forward again. I'd be like, you fucking yeah, asshole. That's a betrayal. He doubles down. <laughs> <to the> betrayal. <laughs> he doubles down that they did move. And Mac tells him that he believes him, but that it's just Paul fucking with them. He just can't figure out how he got out of here. They turn to leave and find Paul sitting catatonic against the wall. Mac yells at him, telling him to open his eyes. Paul finally opens them, but he looks confused. Mac yells at him for fucking with them when everyone is so on edge, but Paul doesn't say a word. Tony asks if he's all right, and Paul still doesn't answer. The next day, Mac films as Tony demonstrates to Alex that the main clown's head doesn't move, but it did move last night. He tells Alex that they need to cancel everything and get the fuck out of here, but Alex tells Tony that they're not canceling anything. He shames Tony for being scared, and Tony admits that he is scared. When Alex tries to offer up Paul being back as a positive, Tony tells him, yeah, technically he's back, but he hasn't spoken a word since they found him. Again, we have all this footage. Yeah. Yeah. You can just show them the heads. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't understand that. Well, hold on. Mac makes a joke about Paul being as useless as he ever was, and Tony goes off. Mac was down here with him last night, and now he wants to make jokes like nothing happened. He demands that Alex explain how the clown's head moved. And Alex is like, I haven't figured that part out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, we're, we're going over some theories. Yeah. So. <laughs> I laughed because earlier he had said that he can't explain how that happened. And Alex is like, the only thing I can't explain is how scared you are. Yeah, yeah. it's like, why are you, on. man? Deflect, deflect, like, deflect. Use the clowns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Tony puts his foot down. He quits with the big fuck you to both Alex and Mac before storming out of the basement. And I'm like, go, Tony. Oh, yes. Yeah. Matt goes after him despite Alex yelling to just let him leave. And he, when he quits, he's like, write that down in your little book. And Alex is like, yeah, no, I will. I'll put a date next to it. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stop. I would have quit too, shit. Fuck, yeah. yes, absolutely. I would have been quit. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I haven't figured that out. Yeah. Man, I'd, and, oh, I'd, he's all crouched down. I would have kicked him in his mouth. <laughs> because it's, he's low enough. He's short. <laughs> yes, he's down. So his book, is that a reference to the deleted scene? I think, yeah, go ahead. There's because that del- happened before this. Yes, there's a deleted scene. I think it's before Paul is like, look, guys, something not so chill happened last night. We shouldn't be here. Yeah, it's right before that. It's after the thing with Sarah, Mac, and Paul and the dining room and all that. Uh-huh. It's between that and Paul being like, yeah, something not so <laughs> chill happened last night. I don't know why Paul is in Alex and Sarah's bedroom. I don't know. I don't know, but probably looking for panties or something. Well, he's on their bed and he's like, "What can I find here?" He says that, (laughs) so maybe he is. I don't know, but he finds Alex's book, and in Alex's book, aside from a bunch of plans and drawings for the haunt, you find a bunch of like demonic imagery, yeah, Mm -hmm. and pentagrams and and just Abaddon, Abaddon, Abaddon written all over, yeah, which is kind of weak yeah. <laughs> is the name of the town was that but... an R movie <laughs> <laughs> I think it was but I guess he would have had to have told Tony for that to make sense right or Tony looked at the footage yeah that's true he has access to it or maybe Tony's sneaking in there and fucking <laughs> He's like, I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> but once outside Mac pleads with Tony to just listen to what he has to say and if he still wants to leave he can Tony finally stops reluctantly willing to listen The camera cuts to slightly distorted footage of Sarah walking around and smiling before it cuts to another shot of the hotel. When it comes back up, Tony is sitting in a field calmer now. He tells Mac that he's right. He can't leave. So tell me that wouldn't fit in VHS. That little cut. No, it would. would, Yeah. It felt very much like VHS. My thing right here, Tony's like, you know, sometimes I come to this beautiful field just (laughs) just to think. But I make sure to frame the shot perfectly. perfectly. Yeah, yeah, you have to, man. And again, Diane has included this. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Just want to point that out. But Matt comes over and sits next to him. He asks if Tony is okay, and Tony says, no, he's not. He tells Mac that he knew this whole time, but chose not to tell him. Mac admits that he should have told him sooner, and Tony says that Alex screwed them, and now they're fucked. I wish we could know what happened right or just like a piece of what happened yeah at this point we're left to guess yeah right right. what i was assuming is the money something about money dried up yeah that's kind of what i thought was like a bankruptcy issue or something and that he's been keeping it a secret yeah Yeah. which would make sense as to why he's like no we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this and it would make sense as to why they left the city because i'm sure more expensive it's a lot easier to stage this haunt in this uh demon town right (laughs) than to do it in new york city right yeah so I I just would prefer that they said something, you know, like this is our last chance or else the business is dead. Something Something like that. Yeah. But Tony asks if anyone else knows and Max says that only he and Alex do. He hasn't even told Sarah and he definitely hasn't told Paul. Max says that the really scary thing is why Alex isn't telling them. Why? Again. Yeah. Why? (laughs) He, you know what he's doing? He's getting our teacups ready, but he's not filling them. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, now a sequel is going to go. <laughs> Keep your cups. The prophecy is foretold. <laughs> Tony says that since Mac is staying, he'll stay too, because at this point he has to. Mac apologizes to him, but Tony says that Mac isn't the one who should be apologizing. Back in Sarah's interview, Diane asked her if there was anything technically wrong in the house on opening night, as in any malfunctioning gear or props. Sarah tells her No. Diane asks if they were completely prepared for opening night, and Sarah says yes. When Diane asks if Alex was of sound mind, specifically if he was fit to run the show, Sarah tells her that Alex was the same that he always was. Then that's not good. No. Yeah. <laughs> 
I also do want to point out that knowing because we already know what happened. Right, yeah. right. So it really sucks to see Mac and Tony being so like devoted to yeah. this thing. Right. Yeah. When we know what the fuck. Yeah. yeah. You know? She says that he did his job in rallying the actors and the rest of the crew. And we see footage of Alex doing just that. As Sarah says that Alex told her everything would be okay and that she believed him. Diane finally asks Sarah why she didn't just leave. Sarah asked what she was supposed to do when Alex wasn't going to leave the house. In Miranda's interview, she's asked if she noticed anything strange leading up to the moment of the tragedy. She says that she noticed the clown running in the opposite direction. (laughs) (laughs) I saw some coward clown. (laughs) As they walked toward the basement, he ran past them and she thought it was a lame part of the show, but quickly realized that that wasn't the case. When they got close to the bottom of the basement steps, they couldn't move because everyone that was already in the basement was trying to fight their way out. We finally cut to the footage of Hell House opening night. Tony films as Alex addresses the actors with Mac, saying that last year was their biggest opening ever and that even Sarah said that. But he trails off before finishing his Yeah, I don't know Mm -hmm. what is going on with you. Melissa asks if Paul is okay because nobody's seen him around and Alex tells her that he's just not feeling well, but he'll be fine. That poor, beautiful girl asking for Paul after we know what his (laughs) intentions (laughs) are. She's like, where's the creepy guy? Yeah. He says they'll just have to run without him tonight, but they have nothing to worry about. Mac leads the actors away to get their makeup done. Now alone, Alex apologizes to Tony for reacting the way he did and tells him that he couldn't run the show without him. It's like, where was that energy in the fucking basement? And first of all, where where was that fucking energy five seconds ago when you were giving the worst pep talk I've ever heard (laughs) in my life? He's like, look, there's, we got, we got to scare folks. Yeah. They're going to want scares. We gonna we gotta bring him scares. I'm like, what the fuck are you and talking about? Stares into the distance. Yeah, I'm like, and then that's why Mac rushed the actors off. He's like, I got a better speech yeah. plan <laughs> in the other room. It was just so bad. We cut to Paul's room. Tony calls out his name, and we see that Paul is asleep in his bed. He's completely covered by sheets, but we can see his hair, and he doesn't respond to Tony. We come back up on Alex standing on the balcony in a card that reads October eighth, two thousand nine, opening night. How can you run a haunt with Paul up there like that? He does. He's like, we <laughs> have a fucking like, show to do. What part of opening night? <laughs> His favorite song by Queen is the show must go on. <laughs> it just is what it, it is. Fair enough. He didn't really even try to wake him up that no, much. No, he didn't. He's like, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> he whispered it. He's like, good. Let that creep sleep. Stay there. Yeah. Let that creep sleep. Sleep creepy or whatever. <laughs> whatever his line was. <laughs> Tony films the Hell House sign and then the giant line of tour goers waiting to go inside. In the basement, Mac films. We see Melissa chained to the ceiling and Joey in his place across from her in his clown suit. Mac confirms that Joey has the keys to her chains if she needs them and that he's going to keep an eye on her. Joey's like, you got it. (laughs) 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 Fucking liar. I I did want to point out like just like JP said, I had put in my notes after everything, she would not be in real shackles. Yeah, no, especially not in the basement. This no. is where the weird shit was uh, happening. No. Yes, this is just very bad and just makes Alex look worse. Yeah. And well, everyone, because everyone yeah. knows. Oh, yeah. Melissa asks if everything is okay. Like she feels that the vibes are off yeah. mm-hmm. and she seems skeptical when Max like, yeah. yeah. She asks if he would tell her if something wasn't okay. And he's like, it's not a big deal. No, what? what's not yeah. a big deal? You let me decide no if it's shit. a big deal. And that's a big change from everything's, everything's okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's, everything's pizza. pizza. Yeah. No, it's not, clearly. 
Matt puts the finishing touches on Melissa, cutting her oversized shirt with scissors and revealing her bra and underwear. Paul <laughs> materializes in the <laughs> He fucking morphs through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa is thrilled and excited for the haunt, and Mac leaves. This is, makes it even sadder. Yeah. yeah. In the control room, Alex radios to Sam that they're opening in 10 minutes. He asks about Paul, and Tony tells him that Paul is still sleeping and that it's creepy to him. Alex dismisses this. It's not creepy. It's annoying. No, it's creepy. Yeah, okay, no Alex. Shit. God damn. I can't even talk to you, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is our last haunt we're doing together. <laughs> <laughs> he radios Mac asking if he's heard from Paul. It's like you were just told yeah. that he's asleep. Yeah. But they watch on the security cams as Mac tells them no. They see him talking, but they can't hear him. There's something wrong with his walkie talkie. They've known the walkies yeah. don't yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Ever since like before it shit even started happening. It was the beginning. Yeah, there was, was yeah. yeah. There was a little static and they went all Zach Baggins on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they already know that this is bad. Why didn't they switch out? They all have cell phones. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But the walkies are cooler. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Plus they, it rhymes. Right. <laughs> it's not a Sally Welly. It's no, a it's a walkie talkie. He tells Mac to just get into position. We switch to the footage from Mac's head-mounted camera and the tour-goers footage. We toggle between these to get a complete timeline of the incident, which I think is very cool. Oh, yeah. We saw all of the tour-goers footage and now seeing it blended in with everything. its I thought it was very, very mm -hmm. cool. I think it's one of the neatest things in the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. you're getting it from all these different perspectives. This full oh, yeah. timeline, yeah. yeah. Sam goes out to the crowd and welcomes them to the hotel. From the control room, Alex and Tony handle the timing of the mists and the lighting cues, and they monitor the tour. From his hiding spot, we see Sarah run over to Mac. She hides with him and tells him that she just saw Paul, and he looked at her. Paul oh, looked at you? <laughs> <laughs> but she seems shaken up. Mac tells her that he'll take care of it, but they're distracted when they see Joey run out of the basement and go past them. <laughs> yeah. It's been open for like Dude, yeah. 30 seconds. <laughs> I love he's like, is that Joey? <laughs> well, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Was? Did he forget something in his car? Like, that's the only excuse. <laughs> Alex and Tony watch him on the monitors and angrily wonder where Joey is going. Yeah. Mac tells Sarah to go back upstairs and figure out what's going on. She does, and we seamlessly cut to the tour goer's footage that sees Sarah was the woman running past them and up the stairs. Yeah. Pretty cool. Very cool. As the tour goes past Mac, he frantically tries to radio Alex that there's something going on in the basement and someone needs to go see what happened. We cut to the tour goer's footage in the basement. Melissa is still chained up and crying. She pleads with Joey to unchain her and sobs that this isn't part of the show. Joey's ass gets up and fucking books <laughs> it out of the basement, leaving her behind, still chained up. She begs him not to leave her, but he's gone. Dude, he is a blur past that <laughs> camera. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, Joey, wait. Too fast. Yeah. <laughs> she's fucking like, out of there. This is my stop. <laughs> she continues to cry and sob, telling everyone that this isn't part of the show. But that's what someone who was part yeah, of the show would, would say. say. See, I think there needs to be a safe word yeah. Yeah. between the patrons and the actors yeah. so we know when shit's really going wrong. Yeah. Because this is perf This is prime. It's, it's great. I'd be like, yeah, sure, dude. Look Hell at her, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing great. I really believe she <laughs> thinks she's going to die. You know, it's, I don't know. The footage becomes shaky and scrambled as everyone starts to scream and panic. We briefly stop on a figure standing in front of the Satan wall before we're lost in the panic again. We momentarily freeze on the figures going up to Melissa and then we're part of the stampede again. Then we freeze on the blurry face of one of the figures behind us. There's a hissing growl and the camera falls to the floor. For just a second, we see Melissa and she's not moving. 
I didn't realize until literally this morning, like mm-hmm. an hour before we started recording yeah. this, that there's a director's cut with extra stuff in it. Right. At this point, we see Melissa being dragged into like a fiery hole in the floor of the basement. Right. Yeah, like hell burst open. Yes, yeah. it is. It looks fucking cool. It actually looks good. Yeah. Yes. I read that whenever they made the film, the budget was too low to make that happen. Uh, all right. I guess whenever they came back for the director's cut, they had the funds to yeah, do it. Yeah. And so they're like, let's fucking do it. And to me, that answers a lot of questions. It does. Yeah. Although it does raise several. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's cool visual. Poor Melissa, man. Yeah, yeah. I know. That beautiful girl is no longer... <laughs> It's not fair. She was so excited. Yeah. All she wanted to do was be a haunt actress. Yep. Well, I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. But it's utter chaos as we follow the footage out of the house. Mac helps a group to the exit, but once they're out, the door is slammed in his face. Yeah. Another group comes behind them and Mac offers to take them to another way out. This is, to me, demonstrating that Mac's a good dude. Yes. Yeah. Because he could have just burst through he the door. He could have pulled yeah. the jumps. <laughs> he could have. <laughs> yeah. There's no rules anymore. Staff doesn't have to go down with the ship. Clearly not. Outside, we see the footage of the ambulances and fire trucks coming. Mac follows Tony, telling him to get out of the basement. But when we go through the dining room, we see the girl that was standing in Paul's room standing in front of the grandfather clock. She moves very oddly. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of the most unsettling shots yeah. of the film. Yeah. Outside of the eyeball thing. Right. <laughs> and outside of the real thing that that yes. man can actually do. <laughs> Mac runs and when he turns back, she's right behind him. But he makes it through the door after Tony. They continue to run. But when Mac makes it to the basement door, we see Tony down on the stairs cowering away from something. Mm-hmm. And the door slams in Mac's face. We see like a black cloud. Yeah. yeah. It's just enough. And then the door slams. Yeah. But again, remember Tony? He was like, we're going to die on these stairs. Yeah. yeah. we hear a loud woman scream on the other side of the door mac runs back upstairs and bumps into sarah who's coming down but he tells her to go back up she does and he follows as they run all the way up to the attic once there sarah screams and we see that alex is hanging by a noose from the rafters (laughs) i was the whole time i was like where's alex but he's got his own shit going on Alex, (laughs) (laughs) alex is busy Mac runs to Alex, but when he turns around, there are several figures in black robes, one with his face revealed, the other not. Yeah. He's their leader. He's the leader. (laughs) They advance on Mac, and the camera scrambles and is dropped. We see Alex's feet swinging back and forth, and then it cuts to black. That was wild as fuck. It was a lot. It was some chaos, Yeah, but in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the interview, Sarah says that when she left the attic and got to the front door, the police were coming in. They didn't ask her any questions. They just got her out of the building. Diane confirms kind of curiously that nothing happened to her all Mm. the way from the attic to the front door. She asks how this has been kept a secret the whole time. And Sarah suddenly feels overwhelmingly tired and needs a break. Because we're like five years removed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a long time for her to be hiding out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Diane understands apologizing for bombarding her with such difficult questions. They lower the camera to where we can only see Sarah's reflection in the surface of the table and they take her mic off. Diane offers to get her a room here because they're doing the interview at another hotel. Mm -hmm. But she says she already has one. She's staying in 2C. She asks for a couple hours to decompress and then they can meet her there. I'm like, a couple hours? Goddamn, dude. You need a a nap, just saying. She said she was tired. Yeah. But she walks away and we can still hear her on Diane's mic. Fucking the jinx style, right? (laughs) 
killed them all. Yeah, yeah. she tells of Diane. <laughs> she tells Diane that she should really try to get inside the house, but Diane says that she can't because it's all boarded up and they can't get a permit. Sarah's like, "That's all that's holding you back, uh, man." He's like, "I didn't realize you guys were punks." Yeah, but, uh, pussy. Yeah, but she's like, "You should really go see it." <laughs> Diane thanks her and says that she'll talk it over with the guys. We cut to her convincing two guys to check out the house because it's 5 a.m. and no one will be there. A guy named Mitchell is down, but the other guy, Jonathan, is reluctant, but finally agrees under the condition that they only have one hour to get in and out, which again seems like a really That's long, a long time. That's a long time. Hell no. Let's try five minutes. Yes. Yeah. We really just need to get snap a few pictures and then leave or film yeah. it. Or if we have the camera, literally make Do a, a run through. Yes. Yeah. And then That's we're done. Synchronized watches. Yeah. Let's we're do fucking a quick lap out. Yes. Yeah. Good Lord. Diane is grateful and tells him to finish going through the footage because she wants to look at it today. We follow Diane as she goes to the desk clerk and tells her that if the woman in 2C is looking for her, just tell her that they stepped out. The clerk, played by Natalie Gee, tells her that their rooms don't have letters on them. Oh, shit. Mm. Our rooms don't have rooms. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. This is Econo Suites. Yeah. <laughs> you just got punked. Yeah. She's like, what? What? I feel, like yeah. we, I feel like we've done several King of the Hill jokes yeah. today. <laughs> We're branching out. But sure that this was just a misunderstanding, Diane asks what room Sarah Hovel is staying in. The clerk looks it up and there is no record of a Sarah Hovel staying here. Sure that she's just staying under another name. They dismiss it to go see the house. You idiot. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't hold back. This is the most ridiculous yeah. thing. At this point. <laughs> the I'm, excuses start yeah. coming and they don't oh, stop yeah. coming. It's ridiculous. I'm not. Look, I understand. And it, see, that's the thing. They cut that scene about this being her big break. Right. Yeah. That's the motivation to continue. Why she's right, being right, so right. fucking stupid. Yes, in yeah. the face of all this wrong. Yeah. yeah. So without that, you're like, Diane's dumb, but she's really not. Yeah. She's I mean, just she is, desperate. She, she, and dumb. And dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we get a card that reads, Mitchell stays behind to catalog the footage. What he sees after Diane has left is unexplainable. We come back to the footage from the night at Hell House. Someone is cowering and softly crying behind the camera as they try to make their way to the exit. We go past the wine area in the kitchen, but hear a sharp gasp as we see a figure just standing there. She dips like, ooh, can't get out that well, way. <laughs> what, what is, what are we to do? We continue forward going to the front door. We finally see a sign marked exit and underneath it is Paul Sarah drops the camera. It was her, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah drops the camera and runs over to Paul, hugging him, but Paul doesn't react at all. This should be his dream. Yeah. He should be over the moon. <laughs> she lets go of him and he just walks past her. He picks up the camera and beats Sarah with it, blood spraying yeah. all over his face. The footage scrambles and we see Sarah laughing in the car for a moment before going back to the footage of her on the ground, bleeding and struggling to breathe. Paul stands over her and suddenly Sarah is dragged away off screen, leaving behind her a trash can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but hey. they stole that from us. They did. <laughs> I, do, I do want to point out, I don't know how they got a hold of that tape, but we did do it first. No, but Sarah's dragged away. We see Paul's feet and legs standing in front of the camera until it scrambles and we see him pick up a glass shard. Blood hits the ground and finally Paul falls into view, having slit his own throat. So that's who that an yes. anonymous yeah. first responder was talking about. I do want to say that there appears to be a glitch before he grabs the glass. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I remember seeing the glass there before that glitch. No. 
That's very weird. Yeah. I had just assumed it was because he he had beat her with the camera that yeah, it was from. Right, right. Yeah, but I I don't think it was either. I don't know if the hotel's like, yeah, man. There you go. Yeah, do it. There you go. We watch Paul as he dies, and then we hear pounding on the door and finally glass shattering before the footage goes out. I'm presuming it was the first responders. I don't know why I thought his death was so gruesome. It was. Yeah. Like typically speaking, if you see someone get their throat cut in a movie, they'll do like the. Yeah. Noise. Yeah, 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 but he was like coughing. Yeah, because yeah, it was like he was trying to breathe. It's, it's his windpipe, oh, yeah. man. It, it was too real. It's his windpipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I took A and B, yeah, so I'm say, basically yeah. a doctor. Yeah. It's a air hole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that was, more my brand. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot for me. Finally, we come back up to where we started. The camera follows Diane to the house where she casually opens the door and goes inside. She sees the blood smears on the walls and stops at a dried pool of blood on the floor, which was where Sarah and Paul died. I do want to say she points to it and she's like, do you remember that this is where? And then she stops and then she says something very similar as she gets down the hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was meant to say that yet, but they kept it in. <laughs> or because yeah. she doesn't know it. She doesn't know anything about that blood stain outside of Martin's photos. Right. And she doesn't know that yeah, that's, that's where true. they died. Yeah, Because Mitchell's true. the only one that watched the tape. I'm just pointing. I'm just. She's like, that's where some shit happened. There's yeah. blood. Yeah, there's, there's blood. blood. Yeah. Jonathan, don't you see it? It's where they were trampled. <laughs> that's still my theory. Huh? It's where the gas leak happened. <laughs> we see drag marks disappear behind a wall. They continue through the house until they find the basement. She points out the handprint of blood on the stairs, and Jonathan's like, a "Bitch, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, after what we just heard, hell yeah. no, dude, no. Well, first of all, again, we saw these bloody handprints before from yeah. his photos. Right. She's reacting to them like they're new. Yeah. She's like, "But this is live and on <laughs> stage, man." But she's like, "It's like a painting. Look at it. Look at it." It's like, "Oh my god!" Uh, and no. cameraman's like, "I got to get the fuck out of here." Yeah. <laughs> but finally, she's like, "All right, all right, we won't go in the basement." They go through the bar and we get a quick shot of the crew laughing on that first night here, which is like sad. As they go through the rooms, even playing the piano that Hector is still set up at. (laughs) Wait a minute, though. Who edited that in? Because this is their footage. (laughs) This isn't the tapes from Hell House. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) The house did. Oh, okay. Yeah. The tapes are just (laughs) baked into the house. They can just interfere. Right. Okay. It's like... The people that worked at BuzzFeed and all their ideas went to BuzzFeed. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. Like the house, like, the footage the you house filmed is like, here. You right. don't own anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we see, again, clips of them happy and excited for <laughs> the hot this year. The house is like, this is really going to tug at their right. hearts. Yeah. Trust me, it's good footage. <laughs> Mitchell tries to call Diane, but she ignores his call, continuing through the house. Bitch, you should have picked it up. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll call him later. Yeah. There's not going to be a later. <laughs> <laughs> they go upstairs into the bedrooms. Diane notices that one of the doors is marked 2C. I do want to point out, I don't know how they did this so well, but the sun coming in through the window, yeah. it highlights the 2C like specifically. Yeah. It's so good. It's a great shot. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jonathan is like, what the, What are you doing, dude? Yeah. Now, the greatest thing is they are about... You see, (laughs) (laughs) the house has got jokes, (laughs) but Diane can't help herself. She unlatches the lock, which I thought it was weird that there was a lock on the outside of the door. That's creepy, right? Yeah, but she unlatches the lock and it swings open to reveal Sarah sitting on the mattress inside with her back to them. 
Jonathan whispers at Diane not to go inside, but of course she does anyway, telling him to follow her. She asks Sarah if she's okay, and Sarah turns around. Jonathan raises the light to her face, and she is paled, scarred, and bloody. The door slams behind them, and they scream, trying to get out. They turn back around, and Sarah is standing now with two of those hooded figures with her. Mm -hmm. They advance on them, and the footage scrambles as Diane and Jonathan scream. I will say very quickly at this point, I I mean, it's obvious what happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, When they find Sarah, and she's whispering to the wall, and it's like playing backwards, it's her when she tells Diane that, uh, she waited until the police came. Yeah. It, that lie that she tells Diane, that's yeah. what she's saying, but it's rewound. So oh, it's like shit. the oh, house yeah. is like, no, listen, some yeah. shit's going to yeah. go down. Like it was all planned. Doesn't that right. make it yeah. scarier? It's oh, fucking, yeah. yeah. I really, really appreciated that. I love her face reveal. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, very terrifying. Yeah. The ending does leave a lot to be desired for me. Well, we're not done yet. All right. <laughs> Maybe you'll be placated in the next 30 <laughs> seconds. All right. When the footage comes back up. Oh, my God. Paul's creepy theme starts to play from our view on the bedroom floor, and then it cuts to black. We get one last shot of the crew in happier times, all smiling and posing together with the words, to this day, the tragedy at the Abaddon Hotel remains a mystery to the public. Are you happy now? I am not (laughs) placated. Well, that's the film. So I have to ask, what did you guys think of Hell House LLC? I know we've talked about some problems in the movie, <laughs> but I still, I I really, really like this movie and it really surprised me how much I was into it mm-hmm. and I'll probably watch it again just to kind of watch it. For sure. It. Oh yeah. But I'm glad that this one and this was recommended and this like this was a really really good movie yeah especially since you'd never seen it so yeah. when would you have gotten around to it if not you yeah. know that is true thank you patreon thank yeah, you pa- thank always you. thank you patreon um but it, it it is something that i will throw in the rotation and watch mm-hmm. and i i think that i've figured out that i enjoy found footage films more than I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, I think. Yeah, for sure. I love that since we've started the show, we've all made discoveries on what, how much we like stuff and mm-hmm. how much we don't like stuff. Yeah. It's been a discovery, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that I said I was not placated <laughs> by the end. <laughs> <laughs> I want to explain that, okay? When it comes to found footage for me, I need a couple of things. I need an explanation to why people are still filming. Mm. Yeah. And I need to understand how the fuck this got to me. (laughs) Right. And I feel like they did the first flawlessly. That is perfectly fine. Dude wants this filmed because maybe they'll use it for the next haunt. Right, right. Makes perfect sense. But how did this edited film (laughs) get to me? I've already explained that to you. And if my explanation of the house editing it itself is not good enough for you that i don't know what to tell you just because the house is buzzfeed doesn't mean (laughs) i just i think i think my thing is they set up two things and i think they kind of work against each other a little bit Mm -hmm. you've got the mockumentary situation which is fantastic right right it's a great little frame device to have but then once we get into the actual found footage these two don't really marry all that well because it's like how are we getting these back and forth? Who's editing it? He's got the footage that you've just received. Right, right. You know what I mean? 
No, I get it. And yeah. I I never thought about that aspect of it until we sat down. I mean, I feel like that's a credit to the movie that I'm just like, uh-huh. oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is it's entertaining enough to where only people like me would think right, about it, I right. guess. People who overanalyze right, right, right. or whatever. But it is a fun found footage film. Turn your brain off and enjoy it. Don't, oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, no, don't be like Don't me. look too close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree. It's definitely not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. There are holes, but it's like, I feel like it's so enjoyable that Mm. it doesn't excuse the holes, but it kind of makes them easier to dismiss. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that it's a get out of jail free card because it's not. (laughs) And you're totally valid and right. Like where my friend Sandra on the Patreon is like, I do not like that movie. And I was (laughs) like, I get it. Like I can get how someone would watch this and be like, oh, it's cheesy or whatever. I mean, I, I get that. But for me, it's like the subtle simmering of mm-hmm. horror and like just little stuff happening. And that to me, that is kind of what I'm looking for a lot of the time when I watch a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not perfect. And I'm not like saying it's my new favorite movie. Or it's, yeah, it's not yeah. Prince of Darkness where no, no, I no, feel no, no. awakened <laughs> uh-huh. after having watched it. But it's fun. We watched it with the kids and it was yeah, like yeah. it's 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 fine you know what i yeah. mean it's not too scary for them it it's just a fun movie it, like you said it's a turn your brain off and watch this clown do some creepy shit yeah. that's what it is <laughs> I, I i think that's fair my thing i just always go into like logistics i'm like now nah, how the hell no and you're right oh, yeah, it's yeah. like did it leave me with questions sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i haven't seen the third one see and that's the thing as well is that this is me judging it as a standalone. Exactly. Right. Maybe all of this is explained. Maybe yeah. in the next film, Mitchell's like, hey, I edited all that shit together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. We, did, we found the tapes from Diane and the thing. Did, yeah. You know, we did watch the second one and it gives more explanation as to why certain things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it was conceived as a trilogy, I feel like maybe purposefully we don't have all the answers yeah. here. And that is a little maddening, uh-huh. especially, I don't know how many years it was between. Oh but yeah, I don't know either. I'd be, you know, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. What is it? <laughs> but I guess we can get into ratings. This one's a little hard because I know that it's not a quote unquote great film mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I personally had a lot of fun watching it. And like you said, I will watch it again. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited to see how they closed out the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, because the sequel, I feel like it wasn't as strong for me as the first one, but it, it blended oh, well. Yeah. yeah. But since I went last, I don't feel like I need to say again, everything <laughs> that, you know, I liked or didn't like about it. So on a scale from one to 10 gaslighting ghosts, <laughs> Sarah was trifling. Yeah, that was rough. Um, I'm going to give Hell House LLC a nice, generous 7.5. He's already making faces. <laughs> gaslighting ghosts. And I will open up the floor. I just want to say I'm happy for you <laughs> for living your truth. I had fun. I Yeah, it was very fun. But I mean, you know, your score is your score. Everybody's got opinions. <laughs> So I kind of figured this was how this was going to go. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, I I don't want to. I'm not. Okay. So there's going to be. <laughs> I don't like 
fucking love this movie. Uh-huh. But I kind of fucking love this movie. <laughs> not not to the fuck, but yeah. you know what I mean? Just like, fucking. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so funny because when this won the poll, I was like, he's either going to really like this or he's going to be like, that was fucking stupid. I knew it was going to be one or well, the other. Th- the thing is, like I said, and you kind of said it earlier, uh, I think, T, you said it. There's no jump scares. Yes. Yeah. So, and you get scared without it mm-hmm. and just and there's no like loud bang and then you're like oh shit or what you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like the lady's head just around the door and then just there and it's like what the fuck <laughs> and it's there long enough to where you're like what and then it goes away and yeah i like the whole satanic thing that yeah. they did because i felt like i said you can do it stupid and then it's like come on uh-huh. but this was like this was already there this already they had already kind of had a history of it and then i don't know i enjoyed the way they did it mm-hmm. because i feel like there's not a lot that i don't i just don't feel like it gets enough play uh-huh. if that makes sense i get that um but i did i really really liked the way this movie played out. I don't know what it was. Like I I that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised because watching it and I know that it made an impression on me because I told your sister and this is gonna sound really funny, hmm. but uh I had a fucking dream about the movie. Oh, like it made that <laughs> he was it, like, I must have really liked it. I um we watched the movie, whatever, and then I got a little game time in before I w- had to go to bed or whatever. Yeah. And uh we went to sleep and then I remember my dream. Uh, we were in Hell House, <laughs> or in the the Abaddon Hotel, yeah. and there was uh the demon people or whatever. But <laughs> it was shit. like Destiny, and we were shooting them with guns. <laughs> See, so, you got you yeah, combined. So, yeah, so everything. it wasn't it wasn't scary to where I was like, what the? F-? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, holy shit! I kind of woke up confused, like so. <laughs> They're not gonna get to us because I'm just shooting their heads off. I was like, I don't, I, was oh like, I don't know what, what wires got crossed in my <laughs> head. But yeah, I mean, if it made that much of an impression for me to have a full on ass dream about it, mm-hmm. I know that you know I like the movie. Fair, you know what I mean. I can't even be like, oh, this sucks. It's like, no, I, <laughs> it stuck in, with I yeah, you. I yeah. enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, so for me. On a scale from one to ten, gaslighting ghosts. I'm gonna have to give Hell House LLC eight point five. Holy <laughs> shit! I I really and again though, I you're right with huh. a lot of the like what's going, who's doing this and who's yeah. whatever. I I don't I don't care. This movie ha- <laughs> was to me was that. I don't know if it was the low budget and but we're gonna scare you with uh-huh. what we got and you accomplished that shit. No, they did. Yeah, you accomplished that. I'm I I'll show you some love, man. <laughs> that was that was great. Cause if it wouldn't if it I wouldn't have dreamt about it, it would have I'm not saying that it wouldn't have been a good movie, but it, it you can tell, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. When something has and it, it makes an impression on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You remember that. So I will remember this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no way I won't be like, oh no, yeah, well, that was good as movie. No, that, yeah. that movie's good. <laughs> like that was good. Name I'd say you were submerged in yeah, it. You were there, submerged. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I love that for you. Man, I'm I, glad. The, the suspense that I felt when you were leading up to your score. <laughs> leaned all the way forward i look i am not gonna discount the positives Mm -hmm. of this movie right right there are a lot of pretty good unsettling scares yeah 
the thing that they do with that clown yeah great is very fantastic i think that the idea of a haunted house as a setting mm-hmm. it's been done right it's for been, sure been done since right right but from the perspective of the people running it that's interesting yeah mm-hmm. i don't know that i've seen it like that before now for my negatives <laughs> i <laughs> i love a slow burn i do right. i feel like it kind of takes a while to get going for me mm-hmm. i just you know what it is if i liked the characters more it wouldn't feel like such a long time. All right. That's fair. But there's really nothing to these characters. I mean, the actors that are they're playing little, them are good. They're a yeah. little a little tropey, the characters they are. are. And fucking Paul, Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. No, Paul sucks. I don't get Paul at all. Yeah. But the the biggest thing for me is that marriage of the mockumentary and the fucking found footage. Right. I don't know how this got to me. And I think I... It's probably very unfair, but every found footage film I watch, I measure against the Blair Witch Project. That's not fair. (laughs) That's definitely not fair. I think about it because I'm like, man, there is nothing in the Blair Witch Project that I'm like, man, but but then how did... There's not one thing. I know how they recorded it. I know why they recorded it. I know how they found the tapes. I understand why I'm watching it right now. Mm -hmm. There's no flaw in any of the logic. With this, I'm like, look, this could have been solved and saved if you simply did not kill Diane in the end. Yeah, but we need it. We do, we, <laughs> but we don't. You know all that needs to happen? You send the cameraman alone because Diane's the fucking shit. She doesn't care. He goes through all that shit and then the tapes just end up at their office and then they edit it together and they release this documentary. I I, I mean, you're right, but I... <laughs> <laughs> See, I you said I'm right, but <laughs> your, your tone is in total disagreement. <laughs> that last part we were receiving as a dream. No, we were not. <laughs> is it because of the robes? God damn it. <laughs> they can't broadcast while we're awake, the frequencies. I don't know, man. But, I mean, it's good. It's low budget, which I like. Mm-hmm. It They shot it in 10 days. It's it's cheap and fast. Yeah. yeah. And they had a desire to make it, which is very admirable. Mm-hmm. But, for me, on a scale from 1 to 10 gaslighting ghosts, I have to give Hell House LLC a 6. A six gaslighting ghost. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why I said A. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it's very good for what it is. Mm-hmm. Entertaining film to watch. Right. Turn your brain off. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't turn my brain off. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's caused me a lot of problems. <laughs> Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Hell House LLC and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, loyalty can be a beautiful thing, but when something doesn't sit right with your spirit, it's important to know when to make your exit. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for our shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Hey. Yeah, thank Woo. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see you. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Husden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Allison O'Neill, 
Sky 54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Issa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Linda, Sydney Smith, Asvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rizak, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggie, William Berry, Brittany, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, and Diego Moreno. Thank you all so much. Thank you. We we love you so much. Sleep sweet. Yeah. Sleep sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I just have to say that you are all truly the best, and we're not clowning around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh, yeah, they were fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>